The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom new trailer finally arrives during the Nintendo Direct and many people are weighing in about the price increase. There are clues in the trailer about some of the new features that will be in the game. I think it shows off a lot of good things. I want to talk about the big five things that I think need to be expanded or evolved in the new title. And yes, one of those things is weapon durability. I try to put all the good information at the beginning of the video so you don't have to go searching for it. This is a live stream that's why it's a longer video but I do make it so you can just consume all of my initial thoughts right at the beginning I also kind of want to summarize the trailer because I do think there was a lot in here you may have noticed some things I actually picked up on maybe a classic original Nintendo enemy in the trailer and I will try to draw attention to that when I see it as well as all the other things going on so first what did we see in the trailer well the map is obviously being reused it is now dark and very ominous even right there that guy hitting the rock with his uh, sort of tool I actually think that's a clue about something. I'll talk about that in a second. There seems to be some new flying enemies. Repeated enemies and locations are definitely present. I don't think that's in denial, but they do seem to be drastically changed. One enemy, even as I said, looks like he's sort of mining for materials. This could be a small hint that survival elements will remain and continue. Many people have been sort of curious about that. Will it continue to be a survival-style game? Uh, There's even a bridge at one point that I think has a Gleok on it, if you remember Gleoks. From the original Legend of Zelda, they were dragons with two to four heads. They would sort of show up uh, in the dungeons. They actually showed up, I think, in a total of seven dungeons in the original Nintendo Legend of Zelda, and they had anywhere from two to four heads. Well, the one on the bridge is like... it's three heads and they're on fire uh, and I think it looks awesome so there are I think some new enemies in the trailer and that could be a return of a classic enemy from the original Nintendo maybe not a lot of people picked up on that but I grew up on the original so I saw a three-headed dragon and I thought that could be something from the original now the blood moon is still in the sky I think that that potential mechanic of repeating sort of a rhythm is likely to return uh, mainly because they sort of throw them down from the sky. They sort of come, you know, screaming down out of the sky and they seem to come from the moon. If you remember the blood moon in the first game, it sort of created that cycle of enemies coming back. You kind of need that in a survival game. You need the ability to sort of get your stuff back and your resources. There does seem to be a new mechanical threat, potentially some new type of shrine or dungeon. Uh, Link is standing on a platform and these like robotic arms come up out of the ground. There are far bigger bosses than the previous game. I don't know if you picked up on that either. Some of the bosses and the scope of the fight seem to be absolutely enormous uh, and I think that is maybe a sign that they've decided to go back towards a dungeon format. We really didn't get that in the first game. I'll talk about what I want to see for you know from dungeons in a moment. Uh, and in this opening sequence, if you keep your eyes peeled, I'll try to point out the three-headed dragon right there on the bridge. Uh, you can see the three heads and the tail. That could be a Gleok. And again, that was from the original Legend of Zelda. The glider and the horse are returning as traversal options, and there are some very dark 
imagery uh, and enemies used at one point, like a potential really dark, crazy-looking boss is shown. Uh, there are new abilities. There's a seeking arrow. Link is doing some sort of rail grinding, like from Sunset Overdrive. Uh, they updated the gauntlet control and the abilities, like puzzles and shifting platforms, seem to be out in the open world, and that, that sort of smacked of what you used to do in the shrines in Breath of the Wild. Uh, a new weapon that flings a bomb of some kind it's like some kind of a cannon that link does like a flip and slams the ground and it sort of launches an explosive and then the gauntlet seems to have some sort of a new telekinetic green ability there's green stuff around there's green stuff falling from the sky at one point uh he even builds a car uh with the with the green telekinetic powers you can kind of see the gauntlet and he kind of looks at it here almost like it's been upgraded uh and it controls not just a car there's the car but a drone like glider of some kind there you go up there in the sky and the end of the trailer he sort of jumps to grab Zelda now this is pure wild speculation this is likely not anything that's going to be happening or coming true but she is dressed extremely similarly to Link. Now, I I think that's true in the original as well, right? I I think they wear similar outfits, but if you actually look at the trailer, I think if you look at sort of the way that it's framed as well, they do maybe are showing you the fact that maybe you get to play as her right here at the end you can see uh, especially the hooded cape I I think the hooded cape is even something that Link is wearing at one point in the trailer or a very similar one right a very similar hooded cape so that could be sort of a sign that maybe uh, there is some type of co-op maybe we get to play as Zelda I know that is a bit of a reach that's just pure speculation I don't think necessarily that the trailer is communicating that but it could be a hint at something coming since the trailer is chock full of hints about new things that we'll be doing. So now that I've sort of given you the quick summary of the trailer and everything that I saw, I want to give you the top five things that I want to see updated or evolved in The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, which is basically Breath of the Wild 2, okay? The first one I'm going to start with is weapon durability, and I do think that guy mining for the material right there, and there were sort of the shining boxes that you can blast apart. I think weapon durability is going to return. I think the survival elements of The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild will be returning in Tears of the Kingdom, okay? And I know this is hotly debated, and it literally kept some people from even being able to enjoy the first game. Like, they couldn't enjoy the first Breath of the Wild. They were like, I I hated it. I stopped playing because of weapon durability, okay? I'm going to argue that weapon durability needs to stay. It is too foundational to the way the game is played and the genre of open-world RPG survival. I think it worked rather well. Uh, If you just embraced it, it actually got to the point where I had too many weapons. Typically, when I would go into a shrine, I'd be throwing something away. Uh, I always had to kind of keep a torch and things like that. However, However, I do think it could be significantly improved in ways that would sort of put it right in line with the survival genre along with the things that you do like cooking meals and crafting elixirs. You're already gathering materials to cook your meals, craft elixirs for healing, uh, for resistance and things of that nature, and you could do something very similar with the weapon systems. I would love to see them let us craft 
upgrade or even repair any weapon we choose by using materials found in the world i think that that would work certain weapons could obviously take more or less depending on where they are from what they're made out of are they really strong you could even have potential upgrade caps like let's say something's damage number is a five well you could upgrade it to a seven maybe an eight and no further and then it would just require more materials every time you do that subsequently also that would mean it costs more to repair it right I see no reason to limit how many times a weapon could be repaired right I think that would still you would still want to have that element of moving forward sort of through the game you'd want to leave weapons behind you would get better weapons you'd be sort of improving your arsenal as you advance through the game obviously weapon breaking would still be a thing right if you're not aware when a weapon breaks in breath of the wild it gets a huge damage bump so some people intentionally would do that they would save really big strong weapons that are about to break and then they would just break them on really hard enemies getting that nice big damage bump okay so you'd want to keep that if people want to continue to utilize that as a mechanic as a feature and then if you really wanted to you could stop using it you'd be like nope i want to save this and the next time you're sort of at a town or a camp you could repair it the game already has resources everywhere and obviously the sort of origin that you get the weapon like there's certain places in the world where weapons come from and they sort of look like the enemies and sort of feel like the enemies those weapons could then require you to go farm materials from those areas to sort of repair it or while you're there you're like hey i really like these weapons that i found i'm going to sort of farm for materials while i'm here so if any of these weapons start to break down i can repair them i think this would allow the weapon durability debate to at least land in the middle you really like your stuff you can invest in keeping it but i don't think you can fundamentally change the way that this game flows the, the, the collecting of things to make meals and elixirs and the survival elements would completely dissolve before your eyes, unironically, if you suddenly had no weapon durability in the game and you were just using the same sword the entire time. Uh, I think if you want to play a game that is like this that doesn't have weapon durability go play immortals phoenix rising i think that's a great example of a game that doesn't really allow for that weapon diversity and open world survival and i don't think this game i don't think breath of the wild's sequel tears of the kingdom i don't think it would feel good it would kind of feel like an immortals phoenix rising clone to a certain degree immortals phoenix rising was basically assassin's creed with breath of the wild kind of jammed into it and it's a great game but that lack of a weapon pool that lack of scrounging around and getting stuff i think that is a huge huge loss if we lose that in the sequel to breath of the wild but that doesn't mean that it's not without room for improvement the second big thing that i really want to see in tears of the kingdom is bring back dungeons this was one of the biggest criticisms of breath of the wild and i agree with this one wholeheartedly the lack of dungeons and they went with shrines instead i think that was a pretty big loss of quality in breath of the wild it was obviously one of the best games to come out for the nintendo switch it's obviously i think one of the best legends of zelda uh to ever come out 
but I do think the lack of dungeons is a bit of a deficit, right? As soon as I realized there were no dungeons and just the four Divine Beast puzzles, which led to boss fights that were fine, uh, I was pretty disappointed. I still am disappointed. Whenever I go back and play Breath of the Wild, I always feel that sort of twinge of, man, it'd be great if I could go and do some dungeons. Like, even looking up pictures of the Gleelock, uh, or the Gleeok, I'm sorry, the Gleeok, the three-headed dragon, well, it's two to four heads. Even looking up those images kind of took me back to Zelda, right? The going down into the dungeons and the puzzles. Shrines were sort of dungeon light experiences, and many of them got kind of copy-paste, where you were sort of just going in and you knew this is a fight, this is a pretty basic puzzle. Some of them were excellent, and others just sort of got repetitive. You sort of knew what you were going to do and sort of went through the motion. I think they could easily keep the shrine mechanic and the theme. I loved the idea of going and doing them in an area, clearing them all, getting the points, using the points to level my character and make my character stronger, have more stamina or whatever. I thought that was a great mechanic. I think you would want, you could keep that, but getting to experience the classic dungeon puzzle solving, navigating clearing, and ultimately facing a boss is just so true to classic Zelda. I won't think I'll ever get to a point where I don't want that from a Zelda game. That's always going to be a desire that I have and I would love to see them do that with this game. The third thing that I would like to see is expand the combat. I do think the combat is fine in Breath of the Wild, but I think it was pretty unidimensional combat obviously has to stay within the lanes that they have already built but it would be nice to see it expanded you can even see in the trailer he does the classic sort of backflip dodge to get out of the way sword and shield that's fine keep those things I think it's good to see a new arrow and like a really new strong weapon that launches like the explosive I'd love to see blocking and parrying expanded beyond where it landed in the first game. The really nice shield reflection's kind of cool, but a really strong and effective parry, I think, would be even cooler. I think perfect dodges were pretty dope, but they got super old. You would would earn the super dodge and then just go and instantly, you know, swing, swing, swing like crazy. I think earning other ways to maximize damage with your sword play, blocks, and dodges would be nice. Uh, I think you kind of get a glimpse right here when they show the one big boss you get a glimpse that some of the combat's going to kind of stay the same right here he does his classic jump back and he's also in some of the other sequences just got his shield up and kind of you know moving around that's fine keep things basically the same i would also hope to see a lot of new melee weapon types this is sort of in the combat like evolving the combat maybe even give them their own ways to parry and maximize damage breath of the wild already built this sort of with how each of the weapons attacked differently had different strengths and weaknesses some weapons you'd like swing and then slam at the end and some weapons were like really really fast uh, and some weapons were slower I thought that was fantastic I would build on that I'd kind of go deeper with each weapon so that way you know maybe weapons are certain you know of certain types are better against certain enemies and you know their parries and their blocks and things can be sort of learned as you continue to build on your sort of experience in the game 
The fourth thing that I would like to see is add more abilities. The abilities we got from the four Divine Beasts were cool, but I would love to see something a little more action RPG oriented, something that's a little bit more rhythmic and showing up more often. Those abilities, a lot of them, you just didn't use them all that often, or you'd use them by mistake. Uh, you would you would use the one I always found myself, uh, the big wind-up one. I'd be like, well, I didn't really want to use that right then. You know, Maybe I want to save that for another time. Make that something that you, you know, you press a button and then those abilities pop up. Make them something that you can use when you'd like. Something that allows us to sort of weave it into combat and has sort of a a refresh uh, of what they did in the first game. Maybe upgrade and improve some of those ideas. This one's not necessary, I will admit that, but it would certainly be, I think, an area for combat evolution beyond just new batches of weapons and shields and bows. Like, this is another area of the game where I think they could really expand upon what Link has sort of in his in his Rolodex uh, of abilities. You could do something interpretive, Uh, If you remember, we had things like boomerangs and bombs and other items in the old games, and they did sort of bring back the bombs with the uh, with the gauntlet you know you kind of spawn them out of thin air they're magic I did like that not having to make sure I constantly had bombs in my inventory but do something interpretive and maybe give us some of those types of abilities uh, as well another great way to evolve the combat lastly and certainly this is not the least important I would put this up there with weapon durability wanting to re-examine how that lands in the game I think they need to drastically change the map now It seems they have, but I'm still going to include this in my list, okay? This seems like a given, but I really want this to make sure that it is realized and happens. They might even want to speak to this before the game comes out. There are going to be gamers and fans of Zelda who will complain that the map is just recycled content and is just lazy. I'm not willing to give those people a whole lot of room to speak. I think people tend to say those things without any information. They tend to jump to conclusions. But I do think that is a valid concern. Just how much will the map be different? How much will it change? Now, from what we've seen, it looks to be a significant change in modification to the original map. I think that's undeniable. I don't know how you could watch this trailer and think, oh, it's just going to be the same map all over again. I think that person's probably wearing a blindfold or they just have a predetermined criticism. This trailer to me really sold the idea of, yeah, this is going to be even bigger, okay? It looks like an increase in size and scope of the gra- of the game quite dramatically. I don't think we're just going to be playing the same map and then every once in a while going up to the sky. The one fall where, like, Link falls, I think especially, seems to indicate that this game will be larger than Breath of the Wild, which was already an enormous game. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is probably one of the biggest open world games I have ever played. Massively dense, so many things to do, and I don't think that they are going to just sort of sit idly by and just do, like, a fresh coat of paint on the map. I think... It's pretty clear from this trailer, we stand to get a bigger game than the previous one. And again, I'll let the trailer play for a second here so you can see when Link sort of falls down from the sky at that one point, I I think that's them saying, listen, this is going to be a far bigger game than the previous one, right? So my conclusion, why does my thumbnail say we need more? Okay, we need more. Well... I didn't address this in my show open, like in the very, very open. There he goes. There he goes. He's going down. Seems like a pretty big game. 
I didn't really address this in the very, very beginning of the video, like the first couple of minutes. I probably should have made mention of this. There is a price increase. This is a $70 game, okay? And that's why I'm saying, listen, we need more. You better expand the combat. You better expand and evolve weapon durability. Expand and change the world. I mean, even here, where he's up in the sky, it seems like there's almost going to be a secondary map, a secondary area up above the world itself it looks absolutely massive but i do think that is a valid piece of pushback to say listen you're raising the price and i'm in favor of raising the price but the general culture at large and the consumers aren't really concerned with hearing another excuse about inflation i can sit here and break it down for you and talk about how even in the era of cds not cartridges because people will be like well cartridges were so much more expensive to make okay fine even when you were buying video games on a cd or a dvd you were paying significantly more for those games back then 60 bucks 70 bucks was really expensive for a game the average game cartridge from the time that i was buying nintendo cartridges to the time that i was buying xbox games on a disc they were roughly costing me 80 to 100 dollars according to inflation it was a very expensive hobby we now get games that are significantly larger look at the size and scope of breath of the wild and compare it to any of the zelda games before it and they barely compare in size and scope replayability and just one playthrough worth of hours it's not even really a comparison so we actually get more games now for less money because video games is one weird market where it has seemingly been unfazed by inflation other than maybe you could argue the cost of the actual boxes the actual hardware maybe i don't know if you go back in time and analyze what exactly 200 dollars for a nintendo 64 would be today uh that would be interesting to look at as well but it was an expensive hobby is the point so while i am in favor of the 70 dollar price jump because we get bigger games more substantive games arguably for way less money than we did back then your dollars per minute in video games now compared to what it was in the early days of video games is astronomically different i'm literally paying pennies on the hour for most games that i play compared to what i spent back in the day but i do think that consumer perception is going to matter people are going to say this better be bigger this better be better than breath of the wild you're charging me more oh and also we didn't get a switch 2 announcement we're likely going to get a switch 2 next year 2024 uh many people are speculating that the nintendo direct essentially confirmed that because they're trying to contain everything to this year they're not really looking beyond this year likely zelda will be the last big first party title to land on the nintendo switch and be the focus for the nintendo switch maybe you can play it on the nintendo switch 2 whenever it gets announced likely releasing fourth quarter of 2024 from all the things that we're looking at so i think people are looking at that and saying listen we didn't get a nintendo switch 2 so we're not going to get marked improved performance in this game a lot of people are used to 60 fps games at this point in time you got to remember that a lot of people that are going to be buying this game now own an xbox series x or they own a ps5 and they're going to be saying listen i that 30 fps is kind of rough so i understand where people are coming from so I say, listen, we need to notice and see marked differences between this and Breath of the Wild. And right now, I think we have enough information to say, kind of looks that way. But I want to know way more. I would love to know if they're going to do maybe just a whole Nintendo Direct about Breath of the Wild since this launches in May. Maybe they'll do that in March or April to say, hey, 
let's give you the goods on how this game is going to work. Weapon durability is a big question for a lot of people as well as the reusing of the original map. So, that is my show open. That's 22 minute show open on the top 5 things I want to see from The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. The official trailer 2 is out. I want to know what you guys think. Leave comments below. If you're watching the past broadcast, if you're watching over on the Tickety Talk, it is not, uh, we're not talking Hogwarts, so we have a very different turnout over here. I'm noticing that over here on the Tickety Talk. Great turnout on YouTube. Make sure you guys are smashing the like button. That way you do not miss out that Hogwarts Legacy controller. Oh, that is very nice. Um, Yeah, yeah, there's a glasses command right there. Use code LONO for a 10% off. If you guys like my glasses, I am wearing a pair of... Uh, these are Augments from Gamer Advantage. Uh, if my code gets used, I think, two times this month, I get entered into a drawing for some new frames that'll be, like, red. Um, and my shirt... My shirt... Uh, I don't have to, like, timestamp this for later. This is from Into the AM. If you're more into, like, graphic tees and streetwear and more artistic-style t-shirts, usually I'm wearing something from 80s tees, be sure to use my code LONO at Into the AM, and you can also go to intotheam.com slash LONO if that's easier for you. Appreciate anybody doing that. Good morning to you, Feed. Good to see you in the chat. Let's get the member goal up. We've been crushing this ever since November. We haven't missed a single day. We hit the 25 member goal every day. Who wants to be the first new member? And who wants to be the first order of coffee? There we go. You can get a big discount on the holiday blend right now. Use code GETFRICKED. You can get fricked in February. Order the Frickmas and get 20% off if you use that code. So, I, let's just talk weapon durability first, okay? I, I want I want to address that first. The, 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 the price debate is, you know, love the content. Uh, I'd love to work with you. Nice to see you. I don't really do much with other with other people. Um, on Fridays, I do a show with my buddy. So, if you want to reach out on Twitter, you know, I'll check out what you got, which, uh, what kind of energy you bring, and we'll see. Uh, one thing to keep in mind on the topic of playable Zelda Legends of Atreus, it seems to use very similar core engines as Breath of the Wild, so it may be a possibility that we see co-op multiplayer. Listen, I don't want to overanalyze that shot at the end, right? I don't want to overanalyze that shot at the end, but it's like, are you... Are you going into a mission with Zelda? Are you guys playing together? Like, is she in there with you? Like, what's going on? Like, he goes to save her or whatever. Like, does that happen at the very beginning? Do they establish from moment one that you can, like, play with another person? Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, Tears of the Kingdom look like Breath of the Wild DLC, not even going to lie. I mean, I'm not going to give a lot of ground to that. I don't agree with that. I, I could see where somebody could come from and say that. You're welcome to think that. You know, I think the problem is anytime you're doing a sequel with a character that looks like Link, it's going to be really hard to create this super sharp distinction from one game to another, right? Especially when they are using the same map and the same world, right? I, I, but I don't think so. I think they showed enough for me to say, no, this doesn't look like DLC to me. I see, I see new abilities. You know, I see new perks. I, you know, I see new, I see new stuff. I, I, I'm, I, I see a whole new area up above. 
You can carry like a hundred swords. Durability is dumb. Yes, I remember that day, Eugene. (laughs) Swade says, solid and realistic list. Number one by far is improving weapon durability. You could fix the champion weapons in Breath of the Wild, but it wasn't great. All the pieces are there for them to have the crafting and repair system. I'm I'm glad you brought that up. The champion weapons, you gotta go like farm the guardians to improve those or whatever. Um, if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's the same name as on the Tickety Talk. It's just Reforged TV. Check me out over there on Twitter at Reforged TV. Same as Instagram. If you want to watch me on YouTube, it's Reforged Gaming. Um, but yeah, like the system's already there. There's already a system in the game where you can buy, repair, craft the weapons built from like the Guardian stuff. So it's like, okay, so that's already in the game. You could do that. I could totally go to a little campsite and you have a little cook pot for my meals and then just put an anvil there. And I go up to the anvil and like Link lays the sword down or whatever it is and he goes ding, 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 ding. And you use some materials to repair your favorite wood chopping axe. Like, I always like to have a wood chopping axe. You go into an area, you want to chop down some trees, you want to get some stuff, you get out your big axe, and whoom, and then then down they go. Well, it'd be really nice to just always repair that. Like, I don't need to constantly find another, like, wood chopping axe. Like, that is one area where durability, I think, gets a little annoying. It's like, the weapons, some of them become tools. Like, a wood chopping axe... Uh, there was the one hammer type, the sledgehammer that I would use on the rocks, you know, and the jewels and the gems. Like it'd be so nice to say, "Hey, I, I, I don't, I don't have to constantly find another one of these. They're not always lying around. They typically are, you know, near a horse stable or a house. You could kind of peruse and typically find a wood chopping axe. But you know, I, I think that that's fine and fair to say. Listen." Let me repair it. Like, I'm already collecting tons of resources, bones, and think about all the materials you collect and how few of them you actually use. Like, unless you were really, really going hard in the paint with elixirs, most people were not using a lot of the things they were collecting. I was commonly selling the 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 enemy body parts. I was commonly selling the enemy body parts whenever I would go into town. I'm like, I don't need all these, man. Like, what am I going to do with 800 bones you know, but I could be using those to repair the weapons that I'm getting. Finally had to order a new pair of Gamer Advantage glasses. I literally just dropped my current pair, and now there's a scratch directly in the middle of the lens. Guess it was time for a new pair anyway. Perfect timing, Murph Dog. If you if I get enough code uses this month, you know, maybe I'll I'll win a pair from a raffle. The first game was good, says Cool Spoon, but to me, it felt more like a great intro to open worlds game. It did make traversal really fun, but I wouldn't put it up there with Skyrim and Elden Ring due to the lack of depth <coughs> for combat and character builds and the mostly barren map. The map just had a bunch of collect them all type of things. Still looking forward to Tears of the Kingdom, and if they have co-op, it would make it infinitely better as the fun with the physics would be amazing. Yeah, I mean, I could see why somebody would say what you're saying, Cool Spoon. I don't think I take it down a peg just because, like, the builds and the and the combat are more simplistic. Breath of the Wild, I think, is still one of the best open-world games ever made. I believe it is in the top three with, with Skyrim and Elden Ring. Like, it's up there. This, this is a game that influences other games. Like, it impacted the market of open-world games. There's a reason Elden Ring got compared to a Zelda game. That wasn't an accident. Like... 
there's a reason that if you play Immortals Phoenix Rising, like people compare it to Breath of the Wild and see the clear inspiration. They're like, oh wow, yeah, they, they definitely enjoyed The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, right? Witcher 3 wins that for me. Yeah, Witcher 3 is another amazing open world game. I wouldn't take away from that one either. The game is still 30 FPS. That's not okay. But it's but that that you have to look at it in context. Like it's running on the Switch. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like is a game running on weak hardware a bad game? I don't think so. I like this is one of the few times where you're going to hear me indirectly defend a 30 FPS game. I'm going to indirectly defend it. This is not the same as a game landing on the Xbox Series X or the PS5 and being 30 FPS. It's not the same at all. It's landing on a really, really old portable piece of hardware. You know what I'm saying? That'd be like getting angry at the Steam Deck for having certain games that don't run at 60. You know what I mean? The main child audience don't care about FPS. If you think, unless you're memeing, Stuart, if you think the main audience of The Legend of Zelda is children, then you are sorely mistaken. (laughs) I just think weapon durability, this is Sven, says, is an unnecessarily punishing system. Like, you play all these hours to get the best weapon in the game, and it's gone in a heartbeat. Not a fan of that. Well, but what you said isn't true. That you don't play for hours to get the best weapon in the game, and it's not gone in a heartbeat. None of that is an accurate representation of Breath of the Wild, like at all. Like, and if it's if yeah, if you think it's punishing you, then you're I. I hate to talk this way. I do. I don't like talking this way. But if you think it's punishing you, you're not playing right. And I hate talking like that. Right. I, I hate talking like that. But you're not playing right. It's a survival game. You should have all of the weapons you can hold and like every single time I went into a shrine I was like oh a new weapon I don't have room and I would chuck something weaker out I was it was always this rolling inventory of you know best mid and then weak and then depending on what I encounter I pull out those weapons like think of it this way when you go into most games that have an there's a there's a clear hierarchy of enemies you engage in those enemies according to their hierarchy you use certain weapons and abilities and powerful abilities or powerful weapons in accordance to the hierarchy of the enemies. Do you remember when I talked about the weapon hierarchy lining up with the enemy hierarchy in Destiny? Do you remember my speech and my, my, my monologue on that? It was, it was one of the things I always talked about, why you can't just make everything a bullet sponge and why you can't just make everything really, really strong and, and, and two-shot you in Destiny because you're breaking the hierarchical structure of the game. You're fun, fundamentally breaking it, okay? If you remember me saying that, Imagine that applying to a game like Breath of the Wild. There is a hierarchy of enemies. So you go up to an area and you got the grunts and you got the guy with the different color or the hat. And you're like, oh, that's the boss. Maybe there's a bigger guy. And you engage according to what you have. You Maybe you use your bow on the guy up on the tower. The guy's in front of you. You hit him with your basic sword. Here comes the big guy. Time to get out my bigger sword. That is not much different, and it is sort of akin to switching your weapons in Destiny, switching your stance in Ghost of Tsushima. You are on the fly adapting to 
what is in front of you. And and you can you literally do that in Breath of the Wild if you just play right. I think so many people got stubborn and grumpy and and they crossed their arms and they missed out on one of the best video games probably in history. Like it's just one of the best video games ever made. I'll just say it. Like Breath of the Wild's one of the best, okay? If you're making a list of like I don't know, the top 50 games ever made. Breath of the Wild's in that dadgum list. It is. It is. It's in that list. It might even be in the top 25. It might even be in the top 10. Okay? It's up there. And you missed out on it because you didn't just want to freaking pick up weapons. Like, and bring them with you. (laughs) Like, that's all you've got to do. Like, I'm talking as somebody that initially thought, weapon durability? What? My weapons are breaking? What? And listen, listen, I didn't like it at first because I remember playing the first Dying Light and I remember thinking that. I remember thinking this is so annoying. I made this amazing weapon and now it's broken and now I have to make another one. It felt very flat tire. So the fact that it won me over means, I'm not saying it will, but I think it could win you over if you just freaking just try. Like, Like, imagine... How many times? How many times was I playing Dark Souls 3 or Sekiro or Elden Ring and the minute I stopped being a stubborn dum-dum and I adapted, everything changed. It's like the game opened up. Because I stopped trying to do it my way and I did it the way that the game was softly suggesting through pain and punishment you're playing wrong you dumb dumb you're doing it wrong you dumb dumb right and the minute i stopped being stubborn all of a sudden the fights would turn now to a certain extent when i was doing my no summons run in elden ring and i was saying listen you know i i I, i'm I'm gonna do my no summons run i'm gonna try and use square off i'm gonna try and break posture and people like you can't fight margot this way not margot but margot like you fight margot this way it was a matter of pride that it took me like seven tries to do it my way and I finessed the frick out of him it's like he didn't touch me right I knew I could make it work sometimes my stubbornness paid off but there's a lot of times in games where your stubbornness is your fault not the games right your inability to quote unquote get over it that's not man that's on you bro right do you know who you're talking to? Sven hasn't beat Soldier of Godric. So, so, when it comes to Breath of the Wild, I got over it. I did. I got over it, and I adapted, and I ended up absolutely loving it. It's like your brain clicks and adjusts slightly, and I'm trying to think of another analogy. Have you ever been looking at a screen, and you can't quite see what's going on? And you reposition yourself and everything lights up. And you're like, oh, I can see everything. Right? I can see everything. If you would just reposition yourself and look at the, the weapon durability differently, and if you get far enough in the game, it's kind of like Sisyphus, but not. So the myth of Sisyphus is that he keeps pushing the rock up the hill and it keeps rolling back down. It's meant to be sort of an allegory of the monotony and the the absurdity of life, right? It's meant to sort of give you a picture of that. And 
I feel like earlier portions of the game it's going to feel like Sisyphus where you roll the stone up and it rolls back down and you roll the stone up and it rolls back down and you're like I'm sick of picking up spiked clubs I just had a spiked club I liked my spiked club my spiked club broke and now I have to get another one right but eventually it gets up and it rolls down the other side and you say I get it I get it I get it I get it I got spear for the guys that are you know better to engage at distance I got my spike club I got my axe I got my torch I got all my stuff and every time I finish a fight I kind of comb over what's on the ground and I'm like what do I need to replace what can I get rid of oh this shrine has a lightning sword I really like lightning swords those are really good against those guys over there I need to throw away my my weakened spirits wood I don't need anymore and you throw it right so I'm telling you if you just reposition slightly it's like it's like the game becomes so much more than oh the weapon durability is stupid the ability to like carve your own path fight your own way do your own thing I'm telling you the, it's it's all there. You just don't see it. It's like like Zubair says. It's like one of those magic eye posters. You just don't see it. You just see a big mess. You're like, blah, that's stupid. And it's like, man, the freedom and the volition and the, and the, and the player agency that you actually have in Breath of the Wild, it's all there. It's all there. You just can't see it because you're hung up on this one thing. Let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. In Breath of the Wild, a way to stay healthy is elixirs and food. You have to consistently spend some time making food and elixirs because you run out. You run out of arrows and you got to find arrows, right? That, that, that circle of rhythmic content loop extends out to your shields your bows and your swords that's why I'm pushing for listen weapon durability needs to stay but it needs to improve let me repair a weapon that I really like if it starts flashing and I know it's weak I'll stop using it when I go to make some meals and some elixirs I'll walk up to a little anvil and tink, tink, tink. I'll repair it. There's so many materials in the game. There's already a mechanic in Breath of the Wild to let you repair some of the weapons at that one NPC. That's survival. That's within the genre the game has designed itself around. This big open world. Everything can drop. Everything can help you. Whether it's a tree, a bush, an apple, or, you know, some big giant enemy. Everything is kind of keeping you alive. That's the whole point of a survival game. You and the world develop a symbiotic relationship where the things in the world are necessary, but they're also threatening, but they also keep you alive. It's kind of a beautiful, harmonious yin and yang. Like, oh, I, I need the enemies as, as, as much as I am trying not let them kill me, but I also need the enemies because I, I have to kill them to get their materials or their weapons. There's honestly... I didn't even intend to go here, but there's something kind of beautiful about that. I think that's why people like survival games. It's because the world itself breathes into your experience. Like everything you come across could potentially be something to help you. Why I don't like survival, it's a chore. Right, I'm not trying to convince anybody to like survival games, but you have to accept that 
The Legend of Zelda, similarly to like No Man's Sky, there's survival elements. Like you can't get rid of those elements. It would it would fundamentally fracture the game that they've built. You wouldn't quite quantify Zelda as a survival game. If you don't call Breath of the Wild a survival game, you're, I don't think you're looking at it accurately. It's not just a survival game, but Breath of the Wild is an open world action RPG survival game. Like, if to, to not to not label it survival at any level is a, is a is a fatal error. <laughs> it is a fatal error. It is. It has all the hallmarks of a survival game. It does. Every, every, practically, how is it survival? How is it not a survival? How is it not? Explain to me how it's not survival first. You literally have stamina that you can increase, health that you can increase. You have a constant flow of materials that are used to survive, stay healthy, and get more, and get more powerful. That is quite literally survival. How do you die without enemies killing you? Okay, you understand that that games can have survival elements but not have all of them, right? Like, hey, that's a rogue. Is is Returnal exactly the same way as Dead Cells? Do they work exactly the same way? Does Returnal and Hades, do they work identically? Do they have the exact same set of features? No, but they're both rogues. Not every single survival game, you don't die if you just stand there. There are plenty of survival games right now that you can play where you won't die if you just stand there. You won't die of starvation or exposure or weather. And it's still a survival game. Like it's like if to look at to look at Breath of the Wild and say there's no it's not survival is odd to me. It has all the hallmarks of a survival game. It's just that okay, oh and by the way the weather can kill you. Actually, yeah, I completely forgot about that. You you literally can die from the weather in this game. I'm glad that you asked that, and I, I didn't even give you the correct answer. You quite literally can die from the weather in Breath of the Wild. Go stroll into the wintry hills of Breath of the Wild without the warm clothing or a warm elixir. You will die. Go to the lava-strewn north, and you will die from heat. You can freeze to death. You can overheat. You can get struck by lightning. Come on. You do things in relation to the world to survive. Whether it's eating, changing your clothing, scavenging for materials, scavenging for weapons. Those are all things that you would do in a survival game. Now, it's not a very rigid survival game, sure. It's not like... You better build a house, and then you better uh, you better put your sunscreen on, and you better carry a bottle of water. Like it's not super rigid, of course. Yeah, you can drown too. Sure, sure, sure. Valheim's also considered a survival game, but it's not hardcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But where does Link poop? I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe he has a magic spell that he casts. I don't, maybe he drinks an elixir. It's like survival light. Yeah, yeah. The point is, the point is, when you build a game like this from the ground up, the world, the enemy cycles, the trees, the fruit, the insects, all of it, every square inch of this game is orbiting around those mechanics. You you can't leave... Oh, no, no weapon durability. Show us the shirt. This is another great shirt from Into the AM. If you guys like it, 
Use code LONO at IntoTheAM.com or go to IntoTheAM.com slash LONO. You'll get 10% off, and it does support me. So I don't think you can do that. I don't. I don't. We've been streaming for 46 minutes, and we don't have a member yet. We don't have a coffee order yet. Let's at least get 200 likes. Come on now, guys. Let's get it going. I don't run advertisements during my stream. I'm not going to disrupt it and suddenly give you like a Pepsi ad. But, but we do survive off of members, gifted members, coffee. And at the very least, let's get like milestones so more people can find this video. Now you need to get a lion jacket. Yeah, I know. It'd be nice to have like a zip up. Greg says, I usually don't like survival games because they're too demanding, but I didn't mind it in Zelda because it wasn't a constant chore. Just showed up, was talking, uh, we talking good survival games? I mean, if you want to recommend good survival games, go for it. Uh, One of my favorite points in Breath of the Wild, right? One of my favorite points in Breath of the Wild was literally that island where they took all your stuff and you had to survive from what was there. This is one of my favorite parts. Yo, 80JC was 17 months. Hit the like and you'll be blessed with more likes. Yeah, some of you guys renewed during my show open and I can't see who it was now. It was Reaper and dead gummit. It was Reaper and somebody else. Uh, let me see if I can see it on my dashboard. Um, who was it? I, yeah, I don't have it. I don't have it on my dashboard for some reason. A five gifted members from Shadow Lemons getting us started on our daily member goal of 25. Why are we dropping frames? Why? It's so frustrating. It's going to mess with everything. I am so sorry, guys. If you get a little frame drop or a little bit of buffering, uh, I apologize. That is that is not that is not on my end. Well, you know what? It might be. Let me close those stream elements tabs. It might have been me going to those stream elements tabs. Let me close those. I don't need to have those opened. Um, I wonder if that's what's been causing it. Um, uh, let's see. Bill Pogi, Endeavor, Josh McGill, Mitch Lone, and Razor. You guys all got gifted members. Thank you so much for being here. Enjoy those gifted memberships. Guys, whenever we drop frames, have a little bit of a buffer. Viewership's going to be all over the place. Make sure you're smashing like. uh, Maybe give more members. That'll help us not suffer too greatly because YouTube will be like, what happened to your viewership, bud? It's like 490, and then we'll drop down into the 300s. I don't know why that does that from just drop frames, but it does. In my opinion, weapon degradation can stay if they had a repair system of some kind, uh, even if not the easiest also master sword shouldn't be able to break to me that never made sense well it recharged like the master sword recharged because they had to sort of again when you build a game like breath of the wild with 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 survival elements that was an interpretive version of the master sword it was clearly the best sword in the game but it still had to sort of land in the game as, you know what I'm saying? It had to land in Breath of the Wild as they built it. Does that make sense? Like, I don't know. I get where people were coming from on the Master Sword. I do. I get where you're coming from. But it's like, it has to land within the game. If the Master Sword suddenly showed up and didn't have any survival elements attached to it, it would have been like, well, don't need anything else now. This just completely... 
This just completely overshadowed the entire dadgum game. All the work I've done, all the weapons I've collected, all the fighting, all the fighting styles I've come to enjoy, I now have my skeleton key weapon. I don't think that would have been a good idea. It made it made you really value the master sword. You're like, I'm saving this for the right people. I'm saving this for the right moment, and you continue to use the other weapons. It was a very wise choice. DLC for the game's underrated. I never actually checked most of it out. I'll wait for the Switch 2 version with 60 FPS. Breath of the Wild was my least like Zelda game. I became hooked on video games as a result of the traditional Zelda uh, framework as a kid 30 years ago. Well, and it's one of those things where... I, It's one of those things where, listen, I get... I 100% get why people are like waiting or upset i i'm i think i'm more i am more empathetic and sympathetic to people that are like bro i i don't want to play another 30 fps game i get it i 100 get it people are like man why didn't they wait and announce this with the switch too Pfft, homie i get it 100 percent. i'm way more empathetic and sympathetic to that than I am for people that are like, weapon durability ruined the game. I'm like, oh, shut up. Like, it's not that bad. Spend, spend, I'm going to sound like the people that always drive me crazy. They're always like, you got to, you got to play for a couple of hours. I'm going to, I'm going to contradict something I commonly say. I commonly say that if your content loop can't win me over in the first hour, I'm going to walk away. Okay. I'm going to contradict that this one time and I'm gonna say you have to play Breath of the Wild for longer than an hour you have to you must if 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 it's a big if if you're like I can't get over the weapon durability you know I'm right what do you mean well yeah and and, and coming in like some of you guys make predictions like you know I love you Weezy but like you make predictions like hey man sun's gonna shine in San Diego tomorrow yeah no Sherlock like you're like oh Nintendo will follow the $70 price point that's not a prediction bro you're like I told you I told you last night in the Discord I'm like Weezy really you thought that was some kind of magical tea leave read that they're gonna go up to 70 like everybody else come on bro what are you talking about that's that was that was not a, a dunker prediction. I'm not talking about Breath of the Wild. Well, when you just randomly say you know I'm right, how am I supposed to know what you're referring to? <laughs> upset because you know I'm right about that? I wasn't upset. How can you be right? I didn't disagree with you. You walked in the room and like, yeah, Nintendo's gonna do seventy dollars as well, and I was like, yeah, probably. And then you come back when they do, and you're like, "I told you." It's like I didn't, I didn't disagree. I, I didn't give any pushback. I wasn't like, "There's no way that Nintendo is going to do seventy dollars." I was like, "Yeah, probably. I think everybody's going to go to seventy. It'll become an industry standard." It was like when you told me Game Pass subscription costs would go up. I was like, "Yeah, probably." I like, I wasn't like my mind wasn't blown. I wasn't like, "Oh my gosh." what a prediction subscription services prices are gonna go up I was like yeah probably like I you know what I'm saying I'm not saying you're wrong I'm saying I I didn't counter the claim I wasn't like no way bro there's no way they're gonna raise the price of game pass or raise the price of Nintendo titles like the only thing you predicted was the switch to from what you were reading it was some article you cited like oh switch 2 will be fourth quarter 2024 right 
I'm right about people needing to get good. But I actually don't think it's a skill issue in Breath of the Wild. I don't. I don't think the people that are like, I don't like weapon durability, I think saying it's a skill issue is like the people who say that about skill-based matchmaking. It's like, oh, it sounds like a skill issue. I genuinely think they just don't like it. I'll give you an example. When I see a trailer for a game and it says that it's turn-based, I'm like, no thanks. Sounds like a skill issue, bro. You would love Octopath Traveler 2. I don't think so. I can't get over it. Now, somebody might say, but bro, but bro, if you just play the game for a couple of hours, it'll it'll really convince you. It'll really show you. I'd be like, listen, I've tried so many games with turn-based combat. I just don't like it. I think for a lot of people, it's their turn-based combat. Like, they get, they interact with weapon durability, and they're like, no thanks. I don't want to do this. I don't want to constantly scrounge around and pick up weapons. I don't want to constantly lose a weapon that I really, really like, right? I don't think that's a skill issue. Now, I will say there are some people in the valley of they could be won over by Breath of the Wild if they would just play it right. (laughs) Like, again, I said I don't like talking like that. I don't like telling somebody they're playing the wrong way. But I do think at one level, Wheezy, you're correct. There are people that are just sort of playing playing the game the wrong way I think they're playing the game the wrong way I was like what is that sound my phone was ringing um I'm gonna put myself on do not there we go um but I don't think they necessarily need to get good I think that's like an oversimplification of the problem like somebody walks in the room is like man I really liked Breath of the Wild and I, I, I really gave it a I really gave it a couple of chances, but golly, that that freaking weapon durability is just such a buzzkill. I just couldn't keep playing. Sounds like a skill issue, bro. You got to get good. Like what? Like for all intents and purposes, I could hand them the controller where I have all the greatest weapons in the game and they're familiar with the combat and they could probably smoke a really hard boss, right? Especially let's say they're like a let's say they're like a Souls player, right? <clears throat> let's say they're a Souls player. It wouldn't be a skill issue. I think they would say, I, I don't like it. I don't like losing my weapon and having to switch to another one in the middle of the fight. It's rhythmically disruptive. It's dissonant. And I would say, uh, yeah, that's fair. I, I, I think you're wrong. I think you're missing out on a great title, but I could see somebody saying that creates rhythmic dissonance in the combat and I don't like it. And somebody else might say that rhythmic dissonance is a part of the appeal of the game, right? Like I like having to be aware of my arsenal, aware of what I can use next. They like doing that. Yo, Rissick with a big gifted member bomb. Rissick coming right off the top road. He's been so generous lately. Jedi Wicks, Bush Wookie, Benno 84, Jai Circo, Gray Fox 2020, Argo 63. Vicious Rain, R5 Boozy, The Learning Curve, Areca. You guys got all got gifted members. Taking us to 15 out of the 25. <clears throat> While I understand the desire for 60 FPS as Parasito and the improvements we've made with tech, anyone saying that the Switch 2 is 100% delivering 60 FPS on all titles is frankly naive. 
screen res, optimization, shading, developers needing to provide support for new code libraries and hardware, backwards compatibility, ETC. We're seeing the same thing with the Xbox Series S and the X, and that's more powerful by at least an order of magnitude. An affordable handheld family-oriented console that wants long battery life and higher screen resolution is very hard to do, much less develop for. You know, that's actually fair. If you guys are like, bro, I'm going to wait on Breath of the Wild 2, or I'm going to wait on Tears of the Kingdom until the Switch 2 comes out, because I want 60 FPS. I mean, you might not get 60 FPS. I think you're going to. Now, Wheezy can chime in here. This is something he knows more about than me. Like, I obviously am busting his chops about, like, the $70 price hike. I was like, I don't... What? He didn't blow my mind, but he knows more about this than I do. The tech advancements that the, apparently the Switch 2 is going to yield, going to wield, will allow them to squeeze quite a bit out of it, performance-wise. It'll, it'll, uh, it'll allow them to. He he cited an article the other day about I forget what it was. It was some type of a tech thing that they're going to be they're going to be potentially harnessing for the Switch 2, according to the rumors which will make it significantly jump in potential performance. Hello, Lono from Tokyo. My man, Behemoth, with 23 months, and it's a VIP. I appreciate it. Is there a Switch 2 coming? All signs point to a Switch 2 coming late next year, yes. Like, holiday of 2024. You're assuming it'll run 60 or that Nintendo will patch it too. Right, that's another good thing to say. They might be like, nah, we, we built this game and its engine and everything else. You know, we, 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 we built it around six, uh, 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, you know, the emulators prove that it's probably capable of it. My man Rob V coming in, rounding us out with five more gifted members. If you guys get a gifted membership, you get access to our behind-the-scenes member streams. You get access to our members-only Discord. It went to Amber Orzov, Demon Nero, Kurt Mason, Marky Mark, and Mitch Beast. Mitch Beast. Main Switch audience does not care about FPS, and Nintendo knows it. It's why they haven't cared about graphics. That is true. You have to consider how many people bought a Nintendo Switch for the portability. Right, right, right. Snapdragon 3 chip, more than likely. It's not Snapdragon. I can't remember. I can't remember. You know what I mean? He doesn't have it on hand. Well, what was the tech? What was the tech, Wheezy? Were you going to give silent treatment because I, I I got lippy with you? You got lippy with me? I told you. Come on. Come on. I told you so about $70. Don't get grumpy on me about that. You know that wasn't a big prediction. I thought that the Switch 2 stuff was more impressive that you had. You had more impressive stuff on that. The price wasn't an impressive. No, 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 no. I'm not saying to cite the article, Wheezy. What's the tech? You're familiar with the tech that they're going to be using in the Switch 2. You could say that off top. You know that. You know that off the top of your head. My man Robert with 12 months. That's a whole year. My third one-year badge with this guy. Hey, 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 hey. None of that's my fault. <laughs> this is Lono's best angle. What's that supposed to mean? Switch 2 is going to be called the swap. <laughs> I could see them calling it the snap because they always do that for the Switch. I think they'll probably stick to the name, though. The Nintendo Switch 2. They went from the Wii to the Wii U, right? 
the Nintendo Switch or whatever. Not on hand, I got to dig, but too long, didn't read. DLSS 2.2 NVIDIA Orin Switch codename version number two. Right, that's what it was. They're going to be able to harness uh, NVIDIA chipsets and DLSS. That's what it was, Parasito. Which would allow them to squeeze way more out of a um, a a system that you would say raw power. You'd be like, this isn't as strong as a PS5, maybe, but it actually is. Does that make sense? It's kind of like in uh, in the Italian job where they stripped down the Mini Coopers and they made them crazy fast and super efficient. It's kind of like that. Like it'll be small, but it'll be dadgum scrappy as a mother. Which already uses an Nvidia chip. It was just already old when they released it. Right. So that's I think that's what Wheezy's argumentation was. Parasito is like the chasm of difference between the Switch and the Switch Two is going to be bonkers because the tech specifically with NVIDIA chipsets and DLSS has jumped so much that they're going to be able to do, you'll be like, wow, this is such a marked difference. And they likely won't have to like, you know, it's not going to cost an arm and a leg. Uh, Madara 28 was seven months. Love the discussion. Do you think we need more gameplay trailers or should Nintendo just wait till we play it? Here's what I want from Tears of the Sun. Like we get this Tears of the, I'm sorry, Tears of the Sun. I always do that. The Tears of the Kingdom new trailer in my mind didn't really do more than establish there's some new abilities the map's going to be kind of kind of crazy it is going to be bigger but i still have tons of questions right i i i have i have tons of questions what about durability like what what about what about the inventory system what about all of the survival elements of the first games yeah, what's good, Luchi Club? You see what I'm saying? Like, I have tons of, I still have tons of questions. You know, I it's it's one of those things where, what's all the hype going on with Zelda right now? Just yesterday, there was a Nintendo Direct, and in that in that Direct, near the end of it, there was a Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom new trailer. Uh, if you come and watch me on YouTube at Reforge Gaming, I'm simultaneously streaming there right now. I can show you the trailer if you want to see it. Uh, I've been periodically pulling it up to let people see it. I imagine it'll all be exactly the same, says Justin Time. Well, now, hang on a minute. <laughs> when did the first one come out? Breath, uh, Breath of the Wild release. Breath of the Wild released in 2017. Now, we could imagine that Breath of the Wild sequel, Tears of the Kingdom, was supposed to release last year. That's five years. I don't think a five-year dev cycle leads me to believe that it's just going to be the exact same. Right? I don't I don't think so. I think they show way too many newer abilities in here. Bigger map, I was so intimidated by the size of the map in Breath of the Wild, but it was so much fun exploring. Well, I think there's gonna be I think it's gonna be I'm gonna speculate it's gonna be one and a half one and a half the times of the first game because of all the stuff in the sky. So imagine the exact same map with about half of that ground capital up in the sky. So it'll be one point five the size does that make sense so like let's just throw out a number let's say it's a thousand cubic miles that's probably not even a measurement but if you take a thousand and you multiply it by 1.5 it becomes 1500 does that make sense like there'll be 500 more cubic miles in the sky visually can you imagine like can you envision that light right you know what i'm saying 
Imagine being able to enjoy a video game uh, for what it is. Wow. I'm not sure what you're talking about. I hope Tears of the Kingdom has traditional dungeons. Well, let me go through my top five things very quickly for you that I want to see from Tears of the Kingdom, okay? The five things that I want to see in The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom are, number one, evolve durability. I think weapon durability needs to stay, but I think it needs to be improved. Maybe even give people the ability to repair their weapons so they're not constantly having to replace them. I think that works well in line with how we cook meals and make elixirs. I would also like to see them, number two, bring back dungeons. I thought shrines were cool, but they should not have completely supplanted dungeons. I would love the ability to solve puzzles, navigate areas, figure out rooms, and fight a boss at the end. Number three, expand combat. I think it should be a little bit better and more expanded than it was in the first game. It wasn't bad, but it certainly was pretty simplistic. I want more than just a perfect dodge. Let me get more things with parries and a bigger weapon pool ETC. Number four, add more abilities. I think they should do an interpretive take on the boomerang and the bombs and things that you had from the first game. Bring that into the second game as abilities. The abilities we got from the Divine Beasts were cool, but, you know, you couldn't use them as often as you'd like, or maybe you'd use them by mistake. And lastly, drastically change the map. I think this trailer indicates that they've kind of already done that. In a way, you can see it's a significantly bigger and larger world, drastically changed from the first game. Those are the five things that I would like to see in the sequel. What did I just do? Okay, I hit the space bar on my my keyboard and I was like, did I do something? Like, weak enemies don't affect the durability, so when out in the wild, you aren't wasting your good weaponry on them. Only when fighting bosses, majors, and mid-tier enemies will the weapons degrade. Wait, I don't think that that's true. Are you saying that's how it should work? I hope in tears they remove weapon breaking. It's one of the reasons I can't get into Breath of the Wild. Hate that after three swings, my weapon is broken. Again, again, I'm just going to keep coming back to you have to get over the hump, right? Every time Lono starts talking math, I get really tense. (laughs) You have to get over the hump. Like, you have to get to the point to where a broken weapon is just part of the rhythm of combat. You're like, no worries, I got another one. You get to the point in this game where when you find a really cool new weapon, you're like, what weapon do I need to throw away? Do you see what I'm saying? Until you get to that tipping point, I just, I think it sticks in your craw and doesn't need to. Like, I I read a, I read an amazing analogy recently of if you had two people working an incredibly monotonous and tedious job and you told one person that at the end of the year they'd be paid $40,000 and then you told the other person at the end of the year they'd be they'd be paid $4 million, okay? Their ability to do that job and their outlook on life and their day-to-day attitude would be dramatically shaped by the hope and the long view of what is to come, okay? It was a spiritual analogy. I'm going to use it in video games. I'm sitting here telling you that if you could just get past those early stages of the game, if you could just get past those early rough spots where you don't quite have as many weapons as you'd like, you're not quite as strong as you'd like, 
and it'll get way better if you can get past that. If you would, if you could trust that and commit and put the time in, I think you'd be like, oh my gosh, you were right. You were right. I got, I got, I got beyond it, and it's so good. Part of those early frustrations and that early sense of weakness and that early annoyance and the nuisance of the weapon system, that's quite literally part of the power fantasy. Does that make sense? That's part of the power fantasy. I'm going to give you another example in the game. Let's just imagine you can wave a magic wand and there's no durability in the game at all. Do you know what's going to annoy you next? Stamina when climbing. You're not going to like it. Stamina when running. It's going to drive you crazy. Why? It's part of the early stage of the game. You feel weak. You get near that. You get mid-game, late game. You got way more stamina. You can climb way further. You got elixirs to help you climb way further. You're beefed up. You're ready to go. You can conquer the world. I can climb any mountain. That doesn't feel as good if you don't feel weak in the beginning. You can't have highs without lows. You can't have light without dark. A game like this, you wouldn't feel as if you progressed. You wouldn't feel as if you were stronger if there was no stamina and there was no weapon durability. If you start removing, and I'm getting at the core issue here, if you start removing all of the survival elements of the game, you know what happens? The game falls apart. You you, you don't care. You don't care about leveling up, getting farther, advancing, or getting stronger because you wouldn't feel like you're getting any stronger. How you doing? I thought you left uh, YouTube. I've not received notification, and every time I look for your channel, there are no live videos. Don't know what to tell you, man. Nobody else is having that problem. So I would uh, unsub and resub, uh, uncheck and recheck the um, uncheck and recheck the the notification bell. I haven't had... There was a time where a lot of people were saying that, and I haven't had anybody saying that recently. After the adventures of Link, you think his cardio and stamina would be top-notch. Well, he wakes up and doesn't have anything. Yo, what's that? What's good, Abe? You know what happens? You might get an open-world ocarina of time. Maybe. Maybe, Cliffo. But, but again, again, I just... You cannot... Okay, I'm going to make another analogy. I remember playing Borderlands 2 with some friends of mine, right? I remember I remember playing Borderlands 2 with some friends of mine, and we had been playing for a day, maybe, a couple hours, and they got their hands on some hacked weapons. And I told them, don't do it. Don't use those. They will ruin the game. Why? Explain to me why that would ruin the game. You could do it. You've never even played Borderlands, and I bet you that right now you could formulate an argument and you could say, well, this is why you wouldn't want to use really strong weapons that have been hacked at the beginning of Borderlands. Why? Because the fabric of the game rests upon you chasing loot. New loot. Stronger loot. Better color. Green arrows. Dopamine. Dopamine, dopamine, ding, 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 ding. You're getting those little dings. You're getting those little, oh yeah, I'm going to keep going, right? I'm going to keep going. I'm going to, I'm going to get more weapons. And the minute you dilute that, that game becomes 
nothing. It's like, it's just, it's just you going into a room and shooting everything. Ding, 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 dead. Ding, 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 dead. Remember when I told you, we used to talk about this when I talked about Destiny. I said, I could hand you a weapon that is technically, on paper, incredibly strong. And you walk in a room, and you one-shot everything. Would you feel strong? Well, no. Why? Because you weren't challenged at all. You don't feel like you overcame anything. You just went in a room and bing, 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 bing. You're dead, right? So there's a delicate balance in games of pain and victory, weakness and strength. These things are all interwoven and intertwined. And if you come to a game and you're like, you know, I'd really like this game if they would just get rid of and it's like, yeah, but they, you, you, you're, you're basically telling it to not be... You're going up to a table and saying, this would be a great table if I just ripped off this leg and then the table falls over. No. It, it's not a better table. You've ruined the table. Lono, respectfully, if you put a special weapon in the Divine Beast that didn't break, it would totally overshadow the current mechanic. Okay. Are you, are you unintentionally agreeing with me while trying to disagree with me? Because yes, you're correct. If they suddenly gave you a weapon that didn't break, it would completely overshadow the entire mechanic and have a diluting effect on the game's identity and feel. Yes. Yo, hey Kylie Ann, good to see you. A member plus... She's going to put us at an odd number of 21 out of 25. Thanks for doing a member plus. I really appreciate that. If you guys do a member plus and above, you might. I need to start doing this uh, at the very least weekly. Just do a little up the upload on the weekends just to say what's up and thanks to the people that go over and above. All members get into the members only uh, streams and the discord, but member plus and up, I, I periodically do special uploads for. Like I did a studio tour recently uh, for member plus and above. So if you want to upgrade, it's a dollar to upgrade from a standard membership to plus or you can go up to VIP and that supports me directly. This is why the beasts don't give you weapons. They give you unbreakable equipment. Right. It's a sense of power. Exactly. Like, I think the greatest games poke you in the eye so that you want a pair of glasses. But they don't poke you in the eye too hard, and they don't do it too often. Does that make sense? Like, the best games are going to have these rough edges that you snag on, and you're like, ugh, I really wish that were not the case. I really wish that were not the case, but you keep going. And all of a sudden, you smooth over that rough edge. You're like, yeah, <laughs> that guy's not a problem anymore. Oh, <laughs> I've got a double jump now. It, 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 does, it does just enough for you to say, oh, come on. I really wish I could do... I, I forget what game I was playing. I was like, man, I really, really wish I, I could do an in-air dodge. It just happened with Hogwarts Legacy yesterday. I'm in the combat, and I'm creating these little power stones on the ground, and I have to run over to them, which is not really conducive to wand-based, ranged-based combat. I'm like, that's not really conducive. And what did I unlock? I can dodge and hold the button, and I, like, teleport dash. Oh, I can now get to those stones better right? It was just this little nuisance in the combat and I didn't like it and it was kind of annoying and then all of a sudden, bing! Here's a solution to your pain. 
And guess what? When I use that, I feel cooler. I feel stronger. I feel there's this sense of like upward trajectory within the game systems. That's how that's how the the, the, the Breath of the Wild weapon system should feel to you. Again, if you just take a second to say, I'm just going to put down my criticism and my dislike for it. I'm just going to put it down for a couple of hours. You know, take a weekend and basically say, listen, there's a wealth of game here. I'm going to I'm going to try to enjoy this. I'm going to give you another example. Many people accuse the Lord of the Rings books as being far too descriptive and slow and plodding and difficult to get through. Some people have even said, if you can get through Fellowship of the Ring, everything after that is gravy, right? I, I did that with the Lord of the Rings recently because I knew this is a giant world that I would love to experience. I'm going to get through the slow start, right? I think that's a great analogy to get through the slow start, get over that hump to where you have so many weapons, it just doesn't matter. You're constantly throwing a weapon away when you get a new one. And there's a great game here that I think you can enjoy. Sven says, I'm going to give the campaign another shot because I want to experience Tears of the Kingdom, but man, I hope the mechanic clicks with me this time around. I checked out super quick because I hated seeing my weapons disappear. That's, that's that's what I'm saying, Sven. I'm not like a Breath of the Wild evangelist, right? You guys know me. I, I've played through the game one and a half times. I would love it to have co-op and love, love to be able to play it at 60 FPS. I, I'm not some evangelist, but I'm like, my gosh, this game is amazing. If you can just get at, if you can just get past, like, I don't know what the hour is. I don't know what the hour mark is. I just realized the vehicles in Zelda are crafted. Yeah, he pulls the wheel out of the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He pulls the wheel out of the water. Um, did we? Yep, we did. We had a little stutter of frames. I was like, the viewership just spiked. That's so weird. Barely. My resub loving it. Oh, Rainbow, I'm so sorry. Rainbow with the 15-month resub, and it's a member plus. Hey, I didn't check my sub milestone. You're doing great, and love to see you play Hogwarts Legacy. Thank you so much. We'll be playing more today. We're going to do a little experiment today with gameplay. My man Robert with a $5 tip. How is this different from games with a slow start? Play for five hours, and it's good, I promise. Robert? It's not necessarily different, but it's me who's saying it. So... I would hope that maybe holds a little bit more weight. Like, I'm the guy that always says, if you can't win me over with your content loop in the first hour or two, I'm out. Right? I don't know what the hour mark is in Breath of the Wild. I want to say it's somewhere between two and three. I want to say it's somewhere between two and three. You can get over that hump between two and three constantly pick up every weapon okay i i think i think you'll you'll feel differently a lot of the times when i push back on that take robert i say how many hours will it take i had people tell me with the one monster hunter game it really clicks at hour 16 the did you say to me 16 no i don't have that kind of time i'm not saying that i'm not saying you really got to get to the 16th hour you really got to get to the last boss. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, give it, give it two to three hours. Give it two to three. 
and again and again trust what I'm saying I'm not saying you got to get to the 10th hour and then it gets good I'm saying if you can if you can adjust and get to that third hour and play in this way you'll feel your dislike for it go down you'll be like yeah I, I, I still don't like my weapons breaking but this works I'm saying that because I said that. I was like, why are my weapons breaking? And two to three hours later, I was like, oh, this is fine. I had people in my chat tell me. They're like, just keep going. Just keep going. You'll get so many weapons. It won't matter, Lono. Just keep going. And I was like, all right, fine. I'll keep going. And I was like, I got two or three hours in. And I was like, you're right. I was like, it's fine. So I'm saying it is somebody that like got to that point and I was that guy that initially was like, this sucks. I hate this. This reminds me of Dying Light 1. And then I was a completely different, I had a completely different mindset after, after a couple of hours. Breath of the Wild is a masterpiece. How's that for a hot take? Not really a hot take. It got game of the year, did it not? Yeah, trust me, it clicks after you beat a guy called Ganon. I think the beginning was a little funky. Once you get the glider, it has a good feel. I honestly feel like that's when the game, that's when the game starts. When you glide out into that new area and you start setting your sights on towers and shrines. Oh my gosh. It's just, it's such a wonderful, wonderful world to be in. There's, there's, there's food to make and and things to discover, and puzzles to solve, and power to be gained. I just, my goodness, my goodness. What I'm hearing is, listen, it sucks when you first start going to the gym. It's uncomfortable, but after a few sessions, you'll get it, and it'll start feeling good. That's not bad. Lona, respectfully, you keep saying that, but people keep telling you that they don't like the mechanic after beating the game. It's safe to say that it's not cut and dry as you're making it sound. Well, listen, listen, real Sam Elliott. I'm not interacting with you. I'm not being mean here, but I've not interacted with you. I saw you say that you played the whole game. Okay, fine. I, I, I'm not talking to you. Is anything I've said, has any of my calls been to people who have beat the game? No, I'm talking to people like Sven and others who said, I checked out after like an hour. I couldn't do it. I didn't like it. That's who I'm talking to. There's plenty of people right now in the Discord and in the chat that are like, bro, I couldn't even get past the first hour or two. Couldn't do it. I, it, 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 was, an imme- it was an immediate turnoff. Imme- immediately turned me off to the game. I'm not, like, if you beat the game and you still think it's terrible and I didn't like it, to be fair, you are probably an insanely small minority. Seriously. Seriously, you're an insanely small minority. I highly doubt there is a giant quantifiable number of people who played Breath of the Wild, which is a huge game, all the way to completion and just grinded their teeth the whole time. I freaking hate this stupid weapon system and I still hate it. Like, I don't think there's that many people that did that. I think the people that disliked it didn't make it past the first two hours. I just don't think it added anything to the game. Well, and and the thing is, is that conclusion to me is weird because there are so many things that are or that orbit around it. I didn't say any of that. Okay, I obviously went hyperbolic in my summary. You said 
they don't like the mechanic after beating the game. I'm here to tell you that I don't think there's that many people who had a dislike for the mechanic and beat the game. I don't think those those two Venn diagram circles overlap. I think there's a big circle of people who beat the game and there's a big circle of people who dislike the mechanic and it slightly overlaps. It's like, yeah, there's a small number of people who did that. They're like, I really don't like this mechanic, but Dad Gummin, I'm a Zelda fan, and I'm just gonna keep going. Yo, what's good? And now your mama knows. I just don't give Nintendo my time because they won't step up their hardware, which limits their third-party support, and their first-party games seem to be more directed towards kids. Um, yeah, I mean, I I have no problem with somebody saying. I demand this level of performance from my games and the Switch can't give me that. I literally bought my kids a Lego Marvel game and I like because it was on sale and we played it for 20 minutes. I'm like, why the frick did I do this? It runs so poorly. Like the loading screens are atrocious, right? I was like, why did I do this? I have a Series X and a PS5. What the frick am I doing, right? I have no problem with somebody saying that. But I don't think the platform appeals to children. I think it's been too commercially successful. Their market saturation is insane. They make all the other consoles in the market look like a joke. They just do. And I don't think you can be like, yeah, lots of kids bought it. I think kids, I think their broad market appeal reaches children, which likely aided them in their market saturation. But I also think the minute you go to Asia, they don't care about a lot of the things that we care about. I was literally watching the Nintendo Direct on speakerphone with Creature, and I was like, every time they do these Nintendo Directs, I was like, you know these guys are filthy rich. You know they're incredibly wealthy. Why do their suits always look, you know, kind of disheveled? Why does their hairstyle always look like they just rolled out of bed? And he's like, because they don't value that stuff like we do. And I was like, huh. Like, when someone presents in the West... They have on like designer clothing and they had someone do their makeup and they had someone do their hair. Those homies at Nintendo walk out and my man's hair is kind of messy. His shirt doesn't fit him quite right. He's just like, these are our video games. Thank you. And then that's the end of the show. And you're like, that guy looked like he literally rolled out of a break room nap. Like what? Not Phil Spencer. Oh, come on. Phil Spencer has someone do his makeup. Trust me, he's wearing makeup. I've done stage work before at E3. They put makeup on your face because you're lit. They want to make sure you don't shine like a, like a, you know, like a beacon of grease. Even if you don't have a greasy face, those lights will make it look like you do. Uh, they'll make sure your hair looks nice. He usually has on a very nice jacket. He, like, let's see what I'm saying? He doesn't walk out in like a dress shirt that looks like, you know, he just buttoned it a second ago and it hasn't been washed in a couple of days. You know what I'm saying? That's the point that I'm making is that you look at the Nintendo Switch and you're like, what? Can't even get 60 FPS. And then you go to an Asian market and they're like, I can take this with me anywhere and I can play Pokemon and I can play whatever game that's super popular at the moment, you know, over there. And they're like, let's go. That's all I need. They don't. They don't care. They don't. Va- their 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 value hierarchy in the market is completely different than ours. Totally different. Your grind is noticed and appreciated. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Class Xander. I appreciate that. Korea too. Yeah. Whether you go to Japan, China, Korea, you know any any Asian market right now that is that is well well suited for mobile gaming is one of the reasons the Nintendo Switch has done so well. The Nintendo like Nintendo honestly made a wonderful wonderful prediction about the market 
They did. They looked at the market and said, gaming on the go. Gaming on the go is on the rise. Like, think about what they did and how in a Western boardroom, that would have seemed nuts. You're going to do what with your console? <laughs> what? It, it's going to be mobile as well? How big is the screen going to be? What, what kind of graphics are you going to be able to get on that thing? A Western market? We, nobody's going to want that. Now, it's Nintendo, so we obviously bought it in droves as well because we all love Nintendo. We all grew up on Nintendo, right? We grew up with Mario and Zelda and Metroid. So, I'm with you. I'm the Western tech-minded, gimme-performance guy. I'm with you. And, And some of it's not fair. Some of that's not because I'm Western or American. It's because I've just played too many games at 60. Like, I, I've just played too many games at 60. I can't do it. I've been watching Korean street food vendors on YouTube. Those guys put shrimp and cabbage on everything. Bacon double cheeseburger, shrimp and cabbage. <laughs> Yo, Red Stag Rambo, thanks for jumping back in as a member. Congrats on your blue badge. The Nintendo Switch is not sold at a loss. The Nintendo Switch has never had a price drop. They have sold over 120 million Switches. They never drop price on first-party titles. Yeah, I mean, they are literally a revenue generate. It's a revenue-generating machine. It, it, it's, it's remarkable. I have, I have mad respect for Nintendo and what they have done with their property. Yeah. Fires of Rubicon will fail? What is that? That is not my... (laughs) That is not my video. That is not my video. Creature is lying with that thumbnail. It's literally new info reaction. I read through an interview. Will fail. (laughs) What? (laughs) He's just making up lies. My producer is going rogue. He's freaking going rogue on me. Valve's also trying to get into mobile hardware. Just how well the Steam Deck is doing in comparison, and it's uh, and at the price, it's a uh, it's a Steam. I think you meant to say steel. Yeah, exactly. Techno, exactly. They don't give a crap what anyone thinks because they will sell a first party title a minimum of ten million or so copies. Right, right. And I actually think, um, the the price point situation, Wheeze. I actually think them bumping to the 70 is going to have a huge impact on the market. Huge impact. Yeah. Because people are going to be like, well, Nintendo did it. They just sold 10 million copies of Tears of the Kingdom at $70. Like, the market doesn't seem to really care about the $10 price increase. (laughs) But it's more money. Shut up. (laughs) You're going to buy it. Coolest part about Nintendo is they're not reactionary. They make business decisions in a bubble regardless of what competitors are doing. Right, and I do think it makes them unappealing to certain consumers. Like, I find a lot of their stuff unappealing because no Ethernet port on the device. What? Their internet infrastructure and online experience. What? The performance of the games. What? Like, it makes... They're... they're, their approach doesn't make them appealing to me, but I can look at their success and say, I get it. I get why they're so successful. 
I get why people love them and buy their stuff, and I get why they've really insulated themselves well in the market. The OLED switch has an Ethernet port. Oh, it does? I didn't know that. I'd have to get one of those uh, if there is two-player co-op in this. I don't think there's going to be, but on that slim chance that they do it. Graphically, Pokemon is awful, but it's never been known for its graphics, so I let it slide. That Pokemon was one of the worst games and immediately sold 10 million. That's right. Eugene says, I have no interest in a handheld, and the dock doesn't make it better. It's inherently held back by its form factor. Weezy says, this is a list of 10 million or more copies sold of Switch... Oh, oh, Switch games have sold. Here's PS4 and Xbox One in comparison. I was generous, uh... And just said, F it to Xbox. Yeah, I mean, starting with Super Mario 3D World and, uh, no, Splatoon 3 is at 10 million. So they have 17 games with over 10 million. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has sold over 52 million copies. Animal Crossing Horizon, 41 million. That Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, that 52 million is just insane. Marvel Spider-Man, for comparison, sold 20 million. Less than half. That's one of the most popular superheroes in the world. And then PUBG Battlegrounds, 9 million. That's just insane. Like, Nintendo's market reach is just insane. That's why I tell people, like, when people, like, try and slam and hate on the Nintendo Switch, I'm like, like, you literally look like you're throwing rocks at Mount Everest, saying, (laughs) what a small mountain. (laughs) That's what you look like. like. When people try to slam the Switch... Or act like the Switch isn't impressive. I'm like... It's hard to encapsulate how dumb you sound when you say that. They're so insanely successful. Bro. I'm gonna have to do... I I tell you what I'm gonna have to do. I should have done it this morning. I'm gonna have to do some kind of a restart... Windows pushed out some kind of an update and it constantly goes in and takes Windows Update off of disabled and then turns it on. I'm, I'm positive that's why we're having periodic drop frames because it just it's it's a massive packet pull when it does it. And it, it like if right now I went and tried to go download some huge wallpaper, it would cause me to drop frames, which is weird because downloading is different than the upload. It, like the downstream's not the upstream, but it's enough of a bandwidth fluctuation, I think, on the on the connection that it causes me to drop frames. I don't know why that's suddenly happening. Asia countries work culture, from my understanding, pretty much requires you to have a handheld to play games. Why is that? You need to upgrade uh, and set a schedule so it doesn't think it needs to do that. Yeah, but I let it run overnight. Yo, thank you for uh, 3GG's glitter uh, glitters piracy. Good to see you again. I, I always messed your name up. I should just call you glitters. You have to give Nintendo extra credit because it promotes to children. There are more children than adults, so by default, Nintendo should do great, especially since kids don't care about frames. But again, I think that's a fundamental error in the diagnosis. I I would hazard a guess. I would hazard a guess that most of the people who own a Switch are not a, it's not children. The minute you step into the Japanese Chinese and Korean markets I'm telling you man that it's just a cultural thing 
it it's not a bunch of children running around with Nintendo Switches. It's grown adults. It's grown adults. And most of the Switch games that sell like crazy, like do you honestly think Animal Crossing and Pokemon and Mario Kart are children? I don't think children are buying that. Not in droves. No. Adults are buying that. Like, like, think about Mario Kart for just a second. Think about Mario Kart. How much does Mario Kart really appeal to children? It appeals to me. I'm 41 years old. and I'm like, bro, Mario Kart's the best. There's new courses. Oh my gosh, there's classic courses. Do you do you honestly look at the content ad to Mario Kart? Look at it. Look at all the courses they're adding to Mario Kart. What kid on planet Earth is like, "Oh, yay! They're adding Nintendo 3DS Mario Kart courses to Mario Kart 8." No. They don't care. <laughs> they don't care. They don't all the content ads, all the ongoing monetization of Mario Kart 8 is 100% targeted at people like over the age of 30 who grew up playing Mario Kart on Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, the GameCube, the the the, the Game Boy, the 3DS, the Game Boy Color. What's a 3DS? <laughs> See? Yeah, that's what they would say exactly. Contrary to popular belief, the average Nintendo player is 20 to 40 age with a specific spike for 22 years old. There you go. The, st- the, st- the stats don't lie. The stats don't lie. The majority of people who own it... Is this it? There you go. You ready to be wrong, cowboy? You know I like you, but you're, you're, about, you're, about, to get, you're about to be very wrong. This is a stat dunk right here. This is a straight stat dunk. All right, hang on. This is direct from Nintendo themselves. Hang on. Google history doesn't want to update. Come on. Oh my gosh. Google Chrome did something, and now my history takes an eternity to update. Like, I open it on the streaming browser, and then I come down to the gaming browser. It takes so long. It used to be, like, instantaneous. Alright, here you go, cowboy. Hang on. There. That's the age breakdown of the Nintendo Switch. Do you see how incredibly small the child sector is compared to 20? Boom! 22. And then look at this giant mountain up to the 50s. Look at that. Look at that ocean of people. This right here is is coincidentally shaped like some giant monster that could eat this little section over here for frickin' breakfast. The Nintendo Switch is not marketed to, purchased by, or consumed by children. How is that in the USA? What difference does it make? That like like as I've said many, many times, like the, the Nintendo Switch and the Nintendo brand is globally dominant. Who cares about the US stats? Like we're 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 not we're a fraction of of the pie when it comes to their products. Similarly with PlayStation, we sit in a similar status. Like this is global. Like what difference does America make in this in this grand scheme?
You ever seen a Nintendo commercial without kids in it? Yeah. Yeah, I have. Are you kidding me? Uh, let's see. Nintendo Switch Lego commercial. <clears throat> there was a Nintendo there was a Lego Nintendo game. Um, let's just let's just go Nintendo Switch commercial. Nintendo Switch commercial. <clears throat> There's a Nintendo Switch Sports with Jessica Alba in it. Who do you think that commercial appeals to? Right? Now, I'll grant you this. I'll grant you this. They do pull at the family heartstrings in the UK and America. Here's a commercial with a family getting together for Christmas, and they're all playing the Switch together, right? No doubt in my mind that, yes, in America and in UK culture, they're appealing to families, especially around the holidays. Gather around the Christmas tree, kids. Let's bowl. Let's try to beat Grandpa at bowling, right? Like, like, I'm not going to deny that this this type of marketing does land in in our market because that's who's going to buy and play it. Families, right? Right? Adults, right? Um, you know what? I'm going to move over to YouTube. Same username there. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm not. In, I'm not interacting with. It's so hard because the tickety talk is kind of dead today. Um. It's Reforge Gaming. Reforge Gaming Pyrus uh, glitters. Reforge Gaming. Here's an amiibo commercial with teenagers. Um I need to get on YouTube. First look at the Nintendo Switch. Here you go. Here you go. Alright, cowboy. Let's just look at this. This is called First Look at the Nintendo Switch. Let's see who this is marketed to. Right? Let's see. That's an adult going out with his dog and playing Breath of the Wild. Right? Sitting there ignoring his dog. His dog just ran away. He's so locked in. Okay. Oh, somebody on a plane. Let's see who it is. That's an adult. How many kids are taking international flights? with their girlfriends and sitting down. Hey, let's play some video games together. Right? Pretty tall kid. It's a pretty independent kid right there. Look what he's playing. Skyrim. How many kids give a frick about Skyrim? Right? Well, the guy's asleep next to him. Okay, here we go. It's time to go to the office. Oh, I'm still playing in the car. Oh, now I can play at home. See what I'm saying? Like, I don't even think, I don't even, I don't know, I don't know. I just don't even think you can substantiate it, even in the West, even in America, even in the UK, where the demographics are different. Here's Mario Kart. Who are they appealing to? This this is a college, college age road trip, right? I'm telling you, like, yes, there are commercials with children. Yes, it appeals to families, but that's not what, that's not what I'm seeing here. These guys are hooping it up. These are adults. And they're going to challenge each other to a game of Pokemon. Just kidding. I would be interested in how well sports games run on the Switch. As an adult, I haven't seen a kid yet. Oh, that was such a fun game. She's looking outside. She's like, should I go outside and see my friends? 
Yes, I will, but I'll bring my switch with me. I'm gonna show these bitches what, what I'm made of. <laughs> Adults playing kid games. Hey. Your con your condescending attitude's not impressive or even unique. It's incredibly common. For people to think these are kids' games. How many how many adults look at what you do with your time? How many like old generation adults look at what you do with your time and think all video games are for children? How many? Yeah, it is cringe though. Who cares? Like it the who cares about that? Is that a factor in the discussion? Imagine, yeah, imagine playing video games and transporting yourself into a fantasy land and, and acting like you're you're not <clears throat> also doing something that is in, inherently childlike, right? Like, there, you're you're not doing anything that's uniquely adult because your game doesn't have bright colors. That ad's not realistic, though. Why? All I've seen from this ad was that the switch. Put that guy in the airplane to sleep? No, he wasn't asleep. The guy next to him was. He was playing. Guys, I get to play Zombie Killer Simulator. It's rated M for Mature. <laughs> Imagine your life's so great you don't have to escape to another reality to get a break from it. Couldn't be me. Uh, let me see you is this you is that you yes that's you glitters that's you I was I clicked on your your name over on uh, on the tickety talk good to see you I don't know yeah I don't think I can look yep I can't look at your profile while I'm streaming but I'm pretty sure it's the same person But, but this is why I pushed back on the notion and the, I think, arguably false narrative that, like, the Nintendo Switch is for children. It's a bunch of children's games. Like, what, according to who? Like, you could look at Pokemon and be like, oh my gosh, Pokemon is a game that's so clearly built for children. And then look at the age demographic that plays it. And you'd be like... Well, I was wrong. You know what I mean? According to the rating system? Well, what's that supposed to mean? So if a game... Do you do you think that's a... Do you think that's a broad reach axiom that you can apply consistently? That if a game is not rated mature, it's for children? Do you, you think that that's true? that mean like all of the Avengers movies are basically for children because they're not rated R like can we apply that like across a wide spectrum of content when the switch was released I used my kids as an excuse to buy it I probably put the most time into the household yeah dad doesn't have a bedtime that's right Neo Conquer says yup 
like with as much respect as I can muster for a really for a really bad position, it's a pretty bad position. You, like that's demonstrably false, homie. Like you can literally de- demonstrate that that's false. How many amazingly complex and challenging games are not rated mature? How many? You know what I'm saying? Like there are so many games that are not rated mature. You do know that, right? You do know that the lion's share of games actually break down as to not being mature. So those are just all children's games then. Distribution of gamers in the United States. 24% are under the age of 18. So that means 76% are 18 and up. So three-fourths of the gamers in the United States are not children. Three-fourths. The Nintendo chart is not much different from the average gamer spread. Right, it's a very similar breakdown. Exactly, Paul. I'm trying to imagine a kid getting into Factorio. I just think the sales of the Switch is good because Nintendo remote their games to be kid-friendly. But why does that lead to their success? Like, if you're doing market analysis, Cowboy, what you have said isn't demonstrable. You can't substantiate that. Oh, Nintendo sells like crazy. Why? Well, they promote their games as kid-friendly. What? But then why why do their age demographics break down like this? Like, if what you're saying is true... That doesn't make any sense. So all of these people bought it because it's kid-friendly? All these people 20 and up? That, that Like, that's why they're buying it? That doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't think the market substantiates the claim. Like, if you actually look at the market who's engaging with and buying the games, like, it's, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. They're kid-friendly and that's why all these people buy them? I'll be honest with you. I think if you structured your sentence a little differently, you'd you'd probably be making a slam dunk observation, and it would be this. I think Nintendo's popularity is related to price point and approachability of their games. It's not that they're made for children. It's not that they're kid-friendly. They seem very approachable and fun, and that's what people want to do. They want to have fun. They want to race a Mario Kart. They want to they want to capture a Pokemon. They want to play a board game with their friends called Mario Party. They're approachable. It's not about like, they're, yep, they're kid friendly. They make them for kids. Yeah, well, then why does 75% of the people that buy it are not children or the people that even they're playing? They're not these aren't even people play uh, buying. These are also people playing. Uh, the console, yeah, yeah, yeah. Price point for the console. Uh, it simply means they have a wider reach to reach not just adults, but both adults and children. You make it seem like no one buys a Switch for their kids. Right, but you have to, through pure conjecture and a prior commitment to your arguments, claim that this breakdown is somehow related to children. And I don't think that that makes any sense. It's not a sensible argument. To look at this age breakdown and to argue from the position that you've been arguing, 
for your arguments to stay intact, you'd have to purely through conjecture, not through deductive reasoning, just presume that like, yeah, most of these people bought them because they have kids or want to play with their kids. I that that's not a compelling argument. That's just a that's just a prior commitment thought that you have. Yeah, well it's a kid friendly device. The games are kid friendly. Therefore all these people that bought the game or or continue to play, like again, read what that says. Age distribution of annual playing users. These are people playing so it's not like I'm looking at a stat and saying, yep, here's all the people that bought the Switch, and then you, you could go to, like, the playing demographic, and it would suddenly shift down to children. Like, yep, that's how many adults bought a Switch for their children. These are people that are playing! Are they stealing them from children? You know what I mean? I just think, I think it is this weird sort of it's like people that say, yeah, Fortnite's a kid's game. A bunch of kids playing Fortnite. I got news for you. That's not true. The age breakdown is a lie, and I have it on good authority. You made it up. What's your good authority? This is direct from Nintendo Switch. This this, this graph is from Nintendo. You think I whipped this up in Photoshop while I was waving my hands around and arguing with you? It does raise the question of how that's calculated. If Nintendo is just pulling the data from the account information and a parent set up the account for the kid, it could report wrongly. Yeah, but it lines up with other demographics, Parasito. Like, if you look at the age breakdown of, 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 of gamers in the United States, like, look, it's almost the exact same dadgum graph. Let me show it to you. It's like the same, it's like the same graph. It, it, it does the same slope and everything. Okay. Okay. So you see how it slopes? It's like, okay, right there, and then big up, and then it slopes down. Miraculously, it's the exact same sloping pattern when you say distribution of video gamers in the United States in 2022. It's like, okay, 24% are under 18. That means 76%, an overwhelming majority, three-fourths, and look where it spikes. It spikes in the exact same spot. Dan's the reason you now have corroborated co- corroborating data to say, yeah, most gamers are adults. Most people spending money in games and playing games are adults worldwide. It's it's not the Switch is not some kid marketed kid friendly like yeah that's why they're doing so well it's marketed to kids or it's just a bunch of kids games. No. I'm not saying it is wrong, just that it could be off by a standard deviation or two based on demographics of who has children. 20-year-olds are going to set it up uh, with the user's legit age. Sure. I won't say Nintendo is for kids only. It's not. However, not long after Switch release, they struggled with the older demographics. They made a whole marketing strategy around it. Okay, in what universe is the Nintendo Switch struggling? Do we need to put an infograph up about how it literally kicks the ever-loving snot out of virtually every console in the market? And where is that coming from? Where do you have proof? Can you substantiate the fact that they struggle with the older market? Where, where, where are you getting that? 
The Switch has never struggled. It immediately dominated the market the minute it broke onto the scene. I I did a, I did a whole video. I did a whole video on it. And a whole video on it. I I, I watched a data. I, I watched a data is beautiful video. The Nintendo Switch has never once faltered in its market dominance. Not once since it's come out. It has been a leviathan from the minute it hit the market. It hasn't struggled. It hasn't. It hasn't like made a misstep or a like nobody has ever unseated it. It's God. It is King. Like I did a reaction to the data is beautiful, you know, uh, video. It's it is King. It is it is God. The number of annual playing users data is collected from consumers with a Nintendo account who connected to the internet and agreed to share their log. It also indicates the number of consumers who play software but does not include those who only use Nintendo eShop and other non-software deals. Okay. Annual playing users peaked at 87 million through 2020 to 2021, which makes sense why there was a big spike that year. Like... They had a big spike um, because of the sickie and everybody staying home. They had a huge, huge spike because they... uh... Hang on. I got to get this next thing scheduled. They had uh, had the... um... Golly, golly. What's it called? Animal Crossing. Hmm... Give me one second, chat. Stop using hash tags in my tags just to see. Okay. Never sold the Switch at a loss and never dropped the price on the Switch. Do what you will with that information. Lono, was that or was that not your signature on the lower hand corner of the chart? Doctored? I mean, I know you're being silly, but like, there's no, there's no signatures here, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? There are, there are classier ways to concede being wrong. <laughs> <laughs> there are classier ways to concede being wrong. The only thing that has sold more units uh, is the PS2, Nintendo DS. Current gen isn't even keeping up. Next closest is the PS4. Thought it was your signature? No, these are literal screenshots from like Nintendo briefings. Like the 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 the, the, the users arc here. This is not. This isn't my image. This is from a Nintendo thing. Trust me, I truly believe there is adult market, uh, reforged gaming market. What's good games market? They just speed run The Last of Us. The guy was in the four forties. Come on, again, can't hear you. You're not even making any sense. That was gibberish. 
Why are you taking off the screen so fast? Your word, we're going to see that it's fake. Animal Crossing lit up because it released in the middle of the sicky. Not to say it wouldn't have sold millions. Yeah, it 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 had it had uh, it had jet fuel in the tank. Like I mean, it it got it got an amazing boost. Um, it did. It did. Got a huge boost from uh, from that. It was reported that Japan has a huge population decline. Uh, or anything in some kind of equivalent of almost half a million. Lono does have a background in graphic design. I'm also now questioning everything we have ever seen on this show. <laughs> yeah, I just cook up graphs and stats. Like when my hands are down, I'm just like, like I'm like Doctor Strange or like Data from Star Trek. You know, you just can't see it. You can't see me doing it. The Tiki has a widget that shows live streams on iOS now. What's good, Masterclass? Yeah, we've had a terrible turnout today. Every day I touched Hogwarts, we did amazing. Well, we have almost 2,000 likes. We weren't doing so well. I just stopped looking because, like, no one was here, no one was talking. I almost shut the stream down, but there was enough people listening that I just kept it up. Lona loves the fake stuff. The coffee bag behind him, for example... It was not originally... The text was originally white, not black. Yeah, I filled that in so you could see it from a distance. Lono always miraculously has a graph for his point. (laughs) Like, exactly, uh, Wheezy. Like, you conveniently have a lot of data for your position. (laughs) I'm the only tick viewer that matters. Yeah, you were over here being awesome and being sweet, and I wasn't paying any attention to you. Completely unrelated, but I'd love to see some of your uh, design stuff sometime. Oh my gosh, I I do my thumbnail. I mean, I don't I don't do much graphic. Des- I don't do really any graphic design anymore. He sharpied it like he does his beard. That's right. That's right. I 100% sharpied that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I filled I filled that in with a sharpie. I'm good at coloring in the lines. It only took me one try. This isn't like the fourth try. <laughs> a bunch of you get bags of coffee. We're like, I got halfway through the R and just stopped. <laughs> like, hey, who drew on my bag with a Sharpie? Like, I don't know. One of my kids did it. It's almost like research. It's almost like Lono does research before his show or something. I didn't even research Nintendo Switch saturation. It's just undeniable, right? It's just undeniable. It's like if you if you look at any of the charts, any of the stats, any of the the, the economic reports, Nintendo Switch is is just a force to be reckoned with. You know what I mean? How many ounces? Well, these are twelve ounce bags, and they're resealable. This is our first endeavor into resealable bags. We're gonna have dark roast uh, bags very soon that'll be black, and. Uh, you just cut. I recommend when you get this, cut as high as you possibly can because sometimes there is a little bit of coffee like up in here because um, they don't seal that. They don't press that down. I wish they would have because then the coffee would all be below the seal. Um, so that dummy the graph I screenshot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not even a competition. Hang on. I'll pull it up in a second. Uh, 
And you know what's funny about this debate? Do you know what market? You know what thing? Do you know what item seems really marketed to children? And I have people constantly telling me the reason they sign up for it is for their children? Game Pass. Like, (laughs) that's not a slam either, but like, I have so many people tell me that. Now that's anecdotal, but it's like, Game Pass, baby. Yeah, put them on Game Pass, you know. Do you drink the coffee yourself? How is it taken black? I do drink the coffee myself. I put a little Italian sweet cream in my coffee because I don't feel like Italian sweet cream changes the flavor. It just sweetens it up. Uh, Plenty of people here drink our dark roast or our light roast black or they cold brew it. So, but yeah, if you think the Switch has ever struggled or ever faltered, um, no. (laughs) No, it hasn't. And this real handsome guy right here above me he was he was reacting to that video if you drink light roast you're a kid the dark roast is for adults <laughs> it was the reason I initially picked up game pass my kiddos were getting into games and it was a great way for them to try different games without breaking the bank I got Game Pass for my girlfriend because she doesn't stick with one game. Best money saver ever. Yeah. Game Pass is an amazing value. But like to to posture or to predict or to like oh come on with the freaking frame drops. Oh my gosh, I'm going to I swear if Windows updates running again, somebody's getting punched. I think it's I think this is YouTube today. Yeah. It's YouTube. Windows updates not running. I'm gonna reset my I'm gonna reset my computer tonight. I'm gonna reset my router. I'm gonna try and do all that to see if we can't alleviate the the random frame drops. I feel like we, yesterday it happened and the chat freaked out, and I feel like it's YouTube. Like I don't think it's me, but I'm gonna I'm like I'm gonna double check tonight. <laughs> like reset everything because yesterday I dropped frames. And at the exact same time that I dropped frames, people were like, oh my gosh, the chat's broke. Uh, hey, Lona, I hope you're doing great. Not sure you remember me from back in the day. Miss Unruly Brit. or Brit- I remember you, yes. Miss Unruly Brit, you hung out with that crew that would raid all the time in Destiny. Thought about you recently just checking in. I appreciate that. I hope you're well. Of course I remember you. It would be odd for me to not remember somebody's name that was around as much as you were, especially back then. You know who else is broke? Children. Boom. Game passes for kids. Checkmate. (laughs) YouTube had all sorts of issues yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Seems to be having issues again today. I don't know. It always makes me a little worried um, because it's a similar... It's a similar bitrate problem that we used to have on AT&T so it, it makes me want to reset the router and reset my computer and just you know double check that it's not something on my end that's just periodically hitching Tears of the Kingdom is going to be the Switch's first $70 game I believe that is correct yes I guess I'm a broke child because I love Game Pass Wheezy is intentionally making a very bad argument He, he it's, it's, it's for the lulls 
You remember somebody in chat, but you can't remember who gave you that monitor. I see how it is. That is so unfair, Murph. It's so unfair. <laughs> you guys, you guys have been so generous over the years. It's hard to keep it all straight. What's been sent and who sent what? Deathwish coffee tastes like burned dirt. Yeah, if you compare my coffee to Deathwish, other people will tell you ours is extremely smooth, no acidity, uh, no bitterness. The balance acidity is one of the reasons people like our coffee so much. You go to Starbucks, it's going to taste burnt. You go get Deathwish, it's going to taste burnt and it's going to taste bitter. Now, some people like it that way. That's not a slam. There, there's, there are people that absolutely love that burnt, strong tongue lashing from their coffee. My coffee ain't going to do it. Do that. Is that with another YouTube brew? No, no, I don't think so. I mean, there may be people that there may be like YouTubers and stuff that work with, uh, that work with Deathwish, but my heretic for drinking the coffee pods. I don't care what you do. How long have you been running this channel? This channel was initially born as a side channel purely for gameplay. I have a much larger channel than this. Well, it's not much larger anymore. I have a channel that's close to 50,000 subs. And we had to walk away from that channel because I spent five years covering a game and we no longer cover that game. And so it made that channel of just a dead, just a dead lame duck. And so we used to come over here so I could like play other games. And so that's why we called it gaming. It was just a gaming channel. And so, in September of 2021, we decided to move the live show over to this channel, and it only had about 5,000 subs at the time. And we have obviously since gotten it almost, we're right on the doorstep of 25,000 subscribers, which is a huge milestone for any channel. And uh, we primarily stream here. What game? Destiny. And the other really big channel, we have nuked and deleted all of the content, and now that channel is on an upswing. It's it, it should be able to hit fifty thousand subscribers uh, this year, but it's purely uploads. It's 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 reaction content. It's shorts. It's like really really quick news briefings. Um, so it's a very very different channel than what we do here. Here is primarily live uh, discussion reaction style content. I've got a video today on this channel that'll be uploaded. Um, it is about. Uh, it's a big 18 minute long interview about Armored Core and I read through the interview and just kind of give my commentary. It's a bunch of great new information uh, from from software about Armored Core. So I drink two to three cups of it. Sometimes it doesn't even affect me anymore. I've got an issue. Good blonde rose. Death Witch is good. Just got to be ready to get cracked out. Oh, Abe stopped. Oh, you stopped drinking it because it had too much caffeine. Oh, the Death Wish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, fun side note. Today is Reforge Rundown's birthday. You should all show it some love for the occasion. Oh, is today the day that I made that channel however long ago? Was that nine years ago that I made that channel? Was it 2014? Or 2015, I can't remember. It was either, I think it was nine years ago. I like to drink coffee for about five hours each day, and Death Wish just had me wired. I'm a caffeine fiend, I drink about two pots a day. Oh, eight years ago, okay, eight years ago. Well, right now we're having a sale on our holiday blend. 
You can go to reforgeroast.com or use the coffee link below or the coffee command in chat. This is the Frickmas blend. This is one of our more popular blends. And you can get 20% off right now. It's a really nice discount. You use code GETFRICKED. Get fricked in February is something that we do to move through that, that final inventory. You can get 20% off. Uh, I found a new chart that I put into uh, the Discord. Oh, I didn't even notice that you put Reforge Rose at the top of it. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Hang on. I'll show it in a second. You need to be in the Discord. Do you have a video on Jedi Survivor gameplay? Yeah, it, uh, it was an upload on this channel yesterday. It should have hit your feed. Uh, it should have hit your YouTube feed. Yeah. Hang on, I'm trying to do something. Wonder if I there we go. Just got here. Hello and happy pizza day, Roddy. Happy pizza day? It's pizza day? Is that is that something? I didn't know that was a thing. Uh let's do that. I, yeah, I didn't know it was pizza day. Doing the good work, trying to get Doc Dark to join the chat. Doing the good work. I'm trying to get him to join the chat? Or are you trying to get him to join the chat? He and I are trying to navigate. If we're going to talk Hogwarts this week, I need to reconnect with him. I, I, was, I do that show every Friday, and 30 joins me. And I thought we would just talk about... Um, uh, I thought we would end up talking about uh, Hogwarts, and I don't know if Doc's touched it or is going to touch it, you know, or is going to want to talk about it. Um, so we may have to bump him to another week. You know what I'm saying? We may have to bump him uh, to another week because, it, it, like, I want to have him on and talk like Xbox. You know, the, the the acquisition is is got a bunch of stuff going on. And I almost covered it this morning, but thankfully, uh, Tears of the Kingdom saved me from having to talk about that. I don't particularly like talking about that subject. Um, yeah. Thursday's pizza days? I, I don't know. I've never heard that. Where are we on the light count? We're kind of in a weird place with Nintendo. We, um... We had... We had much better than I thought we were going to get. I'd say the first hour of today, but we have since we have since lost lots of folks, and I blame YouTube for that. We were doing fine, and the freaking platform acted up. There was a time where I couldn't cover PlayStation, and there's been a time where I've been a little hesitant to cover Nintendo because sometimes I feel like this audience doesn't respond to Nintendo. But we got a really strong browse and decent search and suggest so you might have clicked on my video today um and i was on your home page i was um i was suggested to you on another video and if you did that and you click subscribe i appreciate you doing that so so much thank you uh we have gained some subscribers today some new folks we've also gained some members we're four away from the daily goal every time we hit 25 i have to gift five so that counts even if we hit like 50, 75, and so forth. So we're very close to hitting that. And uh, we have not sold any coffee today, so who wants to be the first coffee order? 
Use the link below or the coffee command in chat. Appreciate you guys supporting. But there was definitely a time where I felt like, oh, I can't cover Sony stuff. And I kind of feel that way with Nintendo. I do feel like this audience doesn't respond super strongly to Nintendo. Um, and it makes sense, right? Like, Nintendo games appeal to a demographic, and I'm typically not appealing to that demographic because I don't play lots of those Nintendo games. I don't play uh, Pokemon. I I don't play a lot of the uh, the first-party Nintendo titles. You know what I'm saying? Like Mario and stuff like that. Yo, what's good, Doc? You're flexible? Yeah, I was thinking that like me and my me and my man 30, he you know, he and I do the stream every Friday and I was going to have you join us and have like a three a three-man show, but I think we're going to be talking Hogwarts this week and I was just thinking I was like I got a feeling he ain't playing that game. Like it's probably not in his wheelhouse, right? It's like if you are playing it and you do want to talk about it, come on. Like we can have you on more than once, you know what I'm saying? I don't know much about Hogwarts, so I'm okay if you want to bump me to next week. Why don't, yeah, why don't we just do that? Why don't we just do that? Because I know 30, 30 and still gaming, uh, my man Mike. Mike has been playing a ton. I'm going to be playing more in a little bit here. And it's like, I think it'll be a good show. I'm not quite sure what the POV of the show will be. Is it just going to be us debating it, reviewing it, or whatnot? Because I did my first impressions yesterday, so. Either way, okay, okay. Um, what's next week? Next week's 17th. Are there any big releases next week that would interfere? Are there? I don't know if there are. Uh, the 13th is Perseus. Wanted Dead is next week. Oh, Returnal on PC is next week. Wild Hearts is next week. And then Friday. I don't think there's anything on Friday. I don't think any big games release. Mike needs to be on the show. An intervention is required. He's been glued to the game. You can check out the Metroid Prime remaster. Am I the only one? I I don't know. I feel like I'm the only one that looks at Metroid Prime and doesn't care. Like, it didn't hook me at the time, and I don't care about it now. I wanted... I want a Metroid game. I want... I want a Super Metroid sequel. And I know people are going to point to some other... No, 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 no. I want a Ori in the Blind Forest... Hollow Knight level quality Metroid game. That's what I want. And Metroid Prime is like... It's a shooter. (laughs) And they called it Metroid Prime. Like, I know, I know, I know Metroid fans are gonna say, no, no, it's interpretive, just like Breath of the Wild is interpretive of the original Legend of Zelda, and like the the, the mechanics and the Metroid-like abilities are there. I don't care. You know why they did Metroid Prime, the history behind it? No, I don't. I do not. It just immediately turns me off. I'm like, that's not what I wanted. It was like when I was playing Metroid Dread and it got stealthy and sneaky. I was like, bro, I, I want I want Ori and the Will of the Wisps and Hollow Knight like jammed into a Metroid game. Like, can you give me that? Like, of all of the games of all the companies to nail a Metroidvania, why doesn't Nintendo have an amazing Metroid that is a modern interpretation of Metroid with all of the greatness that we've gotten from amazing Metroidvania titles like Ori and Hollow Knight? I I, I don't know. Too long didn't read. Metroid as a franchise was essentially dead. It doesn't make money. So Nintendo in a rare move allowed another studio to develop Metroid Prime. Really? 
I did not know that. Why are games inspired by Metroid better than Metroid? It's criminal. I know! It's like, come on! Silk Song's coming this year. We have that to look forward to. I'm 100% with you. Keep putting out D2, uh, 2D Metroids. I never got into Prime either. Love Super Metroid, Fusion, and Dread, though. Fusion was my jam on the on the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, I've heard good things about Fusion. And Dread was a, was like a sequel to, to Fusion. Metroid games don't sell, unfortunately. I do, I, it doesn't make sense to me. Metroidvania is literally the word Metroid and Castlevania smashed together. And you can't, in this market now, I'm not talking about back then, I'm talking about now. In 2023, they can't nail a Metroidvania? It's true they don't sell well. Well, I think Metroid Dread can stand in the room and say, everybody sit down and be quiet. We're back. We can sell Metroid again and do well. Was not Metroid Dread commercially successful and like won awards? Metroid Dread is the best selling and highest acclaimed Metroid game of all time. So, thankfully, as much as I didn't like Dread, I know it would have grew on me and I would have liked it if I would have stuck with it. Dread, Dread can then be the, 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 the comeback that Metroid needs. Let's do next week if possible. I'm good. Let's do that. Let's do that, Doc. Seriously. If that time slot works for you, um, Halo, what video is that? Um, if that time slot works for you, Doc, and anytime I have a topic that I think would be good, We'll we'll uh we'll talk because it'd be nice to periodically like if my man Mike's out of town or we're like no 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 this would be a good topic to have Mike on, uh, this would be a good topic to have Doc on you know what I'm saying? Uh, like up until Metroid Dread Prime was the best selling Metroid game, really. I think the overall impression was that Dread was a rock solid foundation and could be built upon for future installments. Yeah, the only problem with that is they're going to keep building Metroid Fusion style, Metroid Dread style games, and I don't like that. I want a Metroidvania. I want it to feel like Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I want it to feel like Hollow Knight. That's what I want. I want the games that have been inspired by Metroid to retroactively inspire. Send us a logo though, please. What, we, we, we don't need his logo. I want his face, not his logo. Like, his logo is like a turtle with like a thing on the side of it. His face. I don't even know if we need his logo for Friday. We don't do that. We just throw up a regular thumbnail and people show up. We've not been doing that with... Oh, 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 oh. I know why he wants the logo. I'm stupid. I'm stupid. We do. We need your logo. I'm an idiot. He wants to do the overlay. I'm dumb. I will need I will need a decent um, res PNG logo. Um. Hey Lono, how many people would you need to commit to kickstarting a whole bean dark roast delivery? How many people? I mean, Dubair, it's so much it's so much money and it's so much coffee. That would be 551 bags of whole bean and the cost of that would be we'd have to order a batch of bags that said whole bean and that's expensive and then I gotta do the whole order of the coffee itself I don't yeah 
Yeah, I we're not in that we're not in that theater right now. We're just not. You're asking an indie studio what it would take to build um Elden Ring. You know what I mean? It's just it's just out of our reach. It's so out of our reach. I don't think even I don't even want to crowdfund that. That get that I don't that makes me uncomfortable. I that would get really uncomfortable if y'all were throwing big big money at that. Let's say Abe commits to buying 500 bags. I, I I just don't know. I don't know, man. That's I, I, that that immediately makes me feel skittish and apprehensive and uncomfortable. That's a lot of freaking money. Even with Dread doing amazing for a Metroid game, it still hasn't cracked 4 million or so copies sold. This is why Prime has so much love. Hmm. Abe says, I draw the line at 400. Put the beans back together yourself. Each bag is a simple jigsaw puzzle. (laughs) That's actually really funny. Like, as I read it, I was like, this is pretty funny. But the, the jigsaw puzzle really landed the plane. That was good. That was very that was very well told. That was surprising. That surprised me. <laughs> it too quite shy. He <laughs> too brute or whatever the line is. You too, brother. You too, sister. Uh, Abe said he was buying a thousand bags. He told me just now in DMs. Don't believe his fake news. Oh, yeah. So we're selling puzzles now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're selling puzzles. Blasphemy because you didn't beat Dread? I don't have time. I just recently cleared the main island in Ghost of Tsushima, homie. I've never did a second run through of Returnal. Two of my all time favorite games. Don't get to like dread doesn't get to walk in the room while my while my cherished games are sitting in the corner neglected. Dread doesn't even get inside the house. Does get fricked require a specific quantity amount for the frickmas rose? No, uh-uh. You can do it on one bag if you want. If you do five bags, the amount of money you save basically makes the fifth bag free or the shipping free, however you want to look at it. If you buy five bags, the amount of money you save is it's a ch- it's a chunk. It's nice. It's good. Sa- it's good savings. Hmm. I need to play Dread. Uh, from those who have played, is it worth the cost? It, you you got to know what you're going into. It's not it's not a, it's not like a typical Metroid game. Not a typical Metroid game. It's slow. It's got slow spots and you know what I mean. We cannot update the game until the system has been rebuilt. In the past, when a season was delayed, we extended the previous season's activities. Unfortunately, the current situation, we are unable to make server the client-side updates. We're working to resolve the situation as quickly as possible. Oh, golly. Division 2 is having some issues. Should I buy Dead Space or Hogwarts? I want to buy only one game. Oh, I would buy Hogwarts. Yeah, I would, dude. I would buy. I would buy Hogwarts. No question. Comic Heart System requirements: minimum thirty FPS, eight gig, sixteen gig for medium and high and ultra. Bid card requirement for high a ten eighty. 
Are you serious? Are you serious, Clark? Ultra 2070S? What? Oh, t- oh, look at the resolutions. You see those resolutions, Wheeze? 1080. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who? <laughs> Come and play our game at Ultra. But you but you got to set it to 20 to 1080? Is this freaking real? <laughs> Look at this. Look at this. Look at this right here. Let me get out of the way. What on earth? What the f is this game, bro? Yeah, ultra settings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ultra. Yep. You just need a. All you need is a, a 2070 G4, 16 gig of RAM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's got to set the resolution to 1080. <laughs> Why? Why is that the resolution all the way across? What the frick? Hey, my man, casual grinder. Taking us over the finish line to 26 members. That's my man right there. I appreciate that. Neo Conquer, P Funk, Hank the Tank, David Ortega, and a Werewolf. You guys all got gifted memberships. Welcome. That's very, very kind. Make sure you guys get in the Discord. That way you don't miss out. This cannot be a real chart. It, it, it simply can't be. This, this cannot be a real chart. I told you. They have 4K Ultra on a 3080. Seems pretty good. Wheezy, Wheezy. No, track with me here. Who puts out system requirements and says, yeah, if you want higher Ultra, but then they have the resolution set to 1080. That doesn't make any sense. Who's going to play... Ultra and high at that resolution is not ultra or high. 1080? That's not ultra or high settings. That isn't. Very old. That's good. So the 1080 doesn't set off any alarm bells for you, Wheeze. You think this is you think this is good? High at 1080 still scales. 1080 is standard. <laughs> what? What are you talking? What? 1080 is standard. Where? Where is 1080 standard on your Xbox Series S? Maybe. Those specs are pretty normative, if not under spec. Just for comparison. Just for comparison. Spider-Man Remastered on PC. I, I don't see 1080 after medium. 
Very low, medium. As soon as I get to very high, high, high with ratios, it's all 4K or 1440. Who who on earth right now is playing a game at ultra or high settings and setting their freaking resolution to 1080? Who the frick's doing that? What? What are we even talking about? Yeah, the ultra specs for Hogwarts. It, 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 it tells you what you need, which is it's substantial, but it sets everything to 1440. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, who does that? Who's like, yeah, man, I got to have that ultra. I got to have that ultra. And then you put it on 1080. Me, I don't have screens above 1080. Yeah, I mean, as soon as Returnal leaves behind minimum, medium, recommended, you get up above 1080. You get to 4K and 4K. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, okay, no, they do have their high set to 1080 for Returnal. I feel like Returnal's in a little bit of a different camp because of the freaking memory requirements that they initially had. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Making them screenshots again, made by Reforge. So does Returnal and Hogwarts. Okay, I'll give you that both Returnal and Hogwarts, maybe maybe at high, they're saying that. Like at high settings, you got to be on 1080. But Ultra? I don't know, man. This This right here immediately sets off alarm bells that it stays 1080 all the way until Ultra 4K. And even Ultra 4K is, I, I just, I don't know. Nothing about that surprises me. Seems actually polished, TBH. Well, yeah, I said the same thing until I looked at the resolution. I was like, oh, ultra 60 FPS, and I just need a 2070? You said yourself, the game looks amazing. Games don't need 4K. When have I ever said that Atomic Heart looks amazing? I've said their very obvious vertical slice full renders look amazing and like something that I won't get on my console. Ultra 1080 is odd. That's what I'm saying. That's what stood out to me. It's like the resolution never changes until you get to Ultra 4K. It's like, you can't give me 60, 1440? 1440, 60 to me is like the target. That's where I think games should be landing. If you're not doing ray tracing and you're not doing 4K, 1440, 60. 1440, 60. I'm going to go ahead and shut down the tickety talk. It's like, who are you? Head over to Reforge Gaming on YouTube if you want to watch some gameplay. Certain subjects I don't I just don't think pull over there and a Nintendo game clearly didn't. Um mm. uh, I don't want that. Uh, I don't want that. Hey, thanks for the referral order over there at Gamer Advantage. Somebody used my code. Thank you for doing that.
Not drawing specs for 144060 is odd. Listen, I'm gonna be dead honest with you. If I got if if 108060 at high settings, okay, 108060 at high settings requires a GTX 1080. I'm extremely interested to see what this thing looks like on a PS5 and an Xbox Series X because the PS5 and the Xbox Series X is somewhere in between these two, right? It's actually pretty close to the 2070S, isn't it? 2070 Super or whatever. Code uses was me from earlier today. Oh, that's right, Murph. That was you. You dropped your glasses. That's right. I'm zero for two. <laughs> Yeah, so in my in my mind in my mind is like okay that means I'm gonna be able to get fourteen forty sixty really consistent then right on my on my Xbox Series X right the twenty the twenty seventy S range right so that means I should be able to get this I, well maybe not fourteen forty sixty it's telling me ten eighty sixty but that's ultra I wouldn't think you'd well that means if I go for performance mode on my Series X that wouldn't be ultra I would imagine. I would imagine that's going to be like I should be able to get 1440-60 then. I should be able to. I don't know. I don't know. We've had weird feelings about Atomic Heart. I've had weird feelings about Atomic Heart and I don't know. This kind of furthers that feeling. It's like what now? What's going on? Probably room for FSR or Sony's checkerboarding to 1440. Yeah, maybe. Are you going to stream Atomic Heart? Oh yeah, I'll be playing it. I'll be playing it. I'll grab that sucker on. Uh, I'll grab that sucker on Game Pass. <clears throat> Give me one second. I got to get it set up for um i gotta get set up for the next stream we're gonna be doing a lo- something a little bit different today i want to do an experiment it's not the greatest experiment because this has been one of our weakest talk shows in a while it was it was great but it's not it wasn't particularly strong i want to see what happens when we go directly into gameplay instead of saving gameplay for like late in the day after lunch okay i just want to see i want to see i want to see how it goes i want to see how the community and the channel responds it's likely we will not be able to finish hogwarts i have a feeling that today will be all the proof I need that, yeah, this isn't going to really work long-term. We'll see. We'll see. If the gameplay of Hogwarts outshines the morning stream, then that'll be a pretty strong answer. I'll be like, oh, okay, people are getting behind gameplay. We're going to do similar experiments when Diablo comes out. So if you enjoy the show and you're super loyal and you're a subscriber or you're a member and you're like, yes, we want gameplay, we want to see more games, we want to see more games taken to completion, well, today is a day to uh, to prove that, right? So try to get me to 400 likes. Uh, we only need 60 more. If you haven't smashed the thumbs up button, you haven't smashed the like button, do that for me and give me give me one second to get set up. Give me one second.
Okay. One performance mode for PS5 and Xbox Series X. We worked a lot on optimization for consoles, providing one graphical mode for dynamic 4K 60fps uh, and even native 4K with the solid 60fps in some parts of the game. We're also looking to continue to bring more performance enhancements in the future. Wait, so there's there's only one graphical mode for Atomic Heart. You can't switch? You can't switch between performance and fidelity or something like that? Yeah. Okay, more alarm bells going off. More alarm bells going off. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Yeah, something, something's going on. Yo, it's good, Brown Excellence. Hey, Fat Stevens Gall, thank you for the raid. I just now saw that. Or maybe it just now popped up. Uh, the next week too. Let me know. Okay. across something interesting this morning thought you might enjoy it oh yeah 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 young momoa in the in the baywatch yeah you honestly think i've not seen those pictures before homie i have a huge cross on momoa like come on (laughs) like i have a huge man crush on momoa i've seen those images (laughs) yeah no hair got short hair no beard Mm-hmm. 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 Yes. Alright, let me see here. Let me send the announcement out. Okay. Uh let me go into studio mode. And do that. Hey, look at that. It's a snitch. They're not going to bring Quidditch to the game, though. They're not going to bring Quidditch to the game. I mean, there's just a snitch in the in the menu. I mean, come on. All right, if you guys want to head to this uh, gameplay stream, I'm really going to try and do some exploration uh, today of the open world. I believe I can go to Hogsmeade and get a broom and start doing that. I'm going to put a link in chat. Do me a favor. 
if you guys head over early right now and click it or you ride the redirect make sure and smash the heck out of the like button uh, when we experiment with gameplay some of what we're trying to do is we're trying to meet new people as well because there is um, there is a pretty large amount of folks uh, subscribe to this channel that just won't watch gameplay and I get it I get it so we're trying to meet people that will enjoy hanging out and watching gameplay and one of the ways we'll do that is if we're smashing the like button chatting and supporting keeping the conversation going okay all right I'm gonna start the next stream and bring you guys over give me one second thank you so much for clicking on the video more Hogwarts legacy gameplay I said yesterday I was going to try and do open world exploring. I changed the title and thumb because we didn't get to that. But today we should be able to get to that. I have got to the point where I've been told I can go to Hogsmeade, I can get my broom, and we can start just roaming the world. I want to kind of do that at least for the first portion of today's stream and gameplay. If you are enjoying my gameplay of Hogwarts Legacy, uh, be sure to hit subscribe, hit the bell button, and be here for the conversations for the talk shows. I'm going to end the previous talk show and bring everybody over. Uh, We are going to be doing members a little bit later today than